What up, y'all? I'm Rajay. And I'm Shy, and welcome to the RXS Podcast. The podcast where we provide inspiration, motivation, and information to the music community. Game, yes. game, game. Yes. So, what are we talking about today, babe? Um, This one is a little different. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. Um, This man is a very important man to me. Mm. Um. A huge inspiration to a lot of people. Um, very controversial to some. Okay. Uh, motivational to others. Mm-hmm. Inspirational to some. Mm-hmm. He's a father figure to some. He's an enemy to some. Mm. But um, I love him. Yeah. And on this podcast, we have no respect of person. That's we right. have no respect of perspective. And um, this platform is about having conversations with good people. Good people. Regardless of how old they are, what walk of life they're on, or what they believe. That's right. That's so right. Um, with all that being said, let's get into it. What up, y'all? We have a very, very important person in the building today. This is the infamous Reverend Ricky Daltridge Sr. How you doing, man? Hey, man. I'm doing great. Man. Yes, doing sir. Great. If you know me, if you know the homies, you know who this is. For y'all who don't know who this is, we're going to chop it up so y'all can learn who he is. So, Rev, I'm going to do what I do for everybody. And we're going to start at the top. All right. Tell me where you were born. Uh, I was born October 1859. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. What city? Goldsburg, North Carolina. Whoa, that is new. Uh, Tank. Okay, so let me let me set it up. We have guests in the building. Tank is one of them. Tank is Rev's son. So I'm gonna be looking at Tank a lot when I'm when I hear something that I did not know. Y'all gonna see me look at Tank a lot. So yeah, just want to say that. Tank. But Goldsboro, Goldsboro, Wayne County. Did you live there or you just no? Born? I was I was just born there. I was mm. born there. Uh, and then where did you grow up? I grew up in where I started in Lucoma, North mm-hmm. Carolina. Shout out Lucoma. And then uh, from there to Wilson. Okay. Uh, where my mom moved from uh, Lucoma to Nashville. And we was there from small childhood. Yeah. And, uh, back into Wilson. So okay. I've been in Wilson since I was in the first grade. Do you remember any of that? Oh, yeah. That is wild. Rev, yeah. I can't remember five years ago. <laughs> and you remember first grade? I remember first grade. So I want to ask you a random question about that. Did did Wilson, Nashville, Lucoma, did they seem like entirely different places? Well, at the time I was so small, we didn't I, I didn't really start school until I was like in Wilson. Yeah. So being a little child in Nashville, we Yeah, you, you just know, I just remember mom. You know, doing the working in the garden and in the field. You know, we were little children then out there. Mom knew picking <laughs> cotton and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. yeah. So, was your fam growing up, was your family a musical family growing up? Well, um, my dad played guitar. Okay. My dad played guitar. All of his brothers played guitar. Mm. So, it was like, I think from that line. Was, yeah. yeah. So... When did you get interested in music? 
uh, I think when I was in the first grade. Dang, okay. First grade. You know, we had uh, little children had, and, you know, that little band, they beating them little, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the little wood thing, ring the bell. And yeah. I, you know, I thought you ring the little triangle and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, love yeah. music, man. From little child, I just lo- always loved music. Yeah, so when did you decide that you wanted to be a musician yourself? Um, Probably around the first second grade okay I, you know i love the drum yeah. so guitar. you just so first grade you all in so you like okay i like music i'm beating the triangle i'm a drummer forever now so in first grade you like i'm i'm picking up the sticks uh no i thought let me see the sticks was like uh fifth okay fourth fifth grade right how were you introduced to that i just saw it. i saw mm-hmm. i saw the drum i love the drums and the I'm like, that's what I want to do. I want to play drums. Yeah. Drums and singer. So, okay, now tell me about the singing part. Well, I was singing from childhood. You know, we we started out a little choir, um, and I like the lead singer. I I like the lead singer. Trying to be in that background and they mess it all up. I want to slap somebody, you know, (laughs) like child. Like, you need to get it right. (laughs) I was a tough little child, man. (laughs) Right you were to slap somebody. You you wait for the pastor to say, he was like, uh, that ain't doing it right. Ricky, you want to try that song? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready to kill it. They be, <laughs> they be messing up. They, I ain't lying. They were so that, so, so, so that's been in you since childhood? Uh, I loved it. So, okay. So, fifth grade. How old were you in fifth grade? Uh, let me see. How old are, pe- how, how are old we normally in fifth grade? 10, 11, something like that? Uh, so, so, your dad. Tell me a little bit about your dad. Dad is um. Dad was a very, very strict religious man. He, yes, sir. Uh, he didn't like go out and try to make us do certain things. But dad was just strict. If he say do it, he mean do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I I can only remember getting whooped by my dad one time. Oh, that means you was you was on point then. Well, you know his whooping. <laughs> you ain't need it, but you one time. Need it for one time. <laughs> you know, but my mom, my mom. I, I have to say this. I have to say this. But mom, my mom, when she whooped you, right? She was yelling so loud, and she give out a breath, right? <laughs> she was just going to it. Daddy didn't do that. Daddy grabbed you by the pants or whatever. He held you up in the air so you couldn't run. Oh, that was it right there. And he just done just like that. And when he put you down, you. <laughs> you don't want to do it. He said, shut up. You sucked it up. That was it. Yeah. That Daddy didn't play. I, I, I have the right yeah. respect for that. Daddy did not play. Yeah. So he, was he, was, um? because I know he was a pastor, right? Mm-hmm. So was he pastoring already when you're like in the first, fifth grade? Was he no, already pastoring? No, he didn't start pastoring until I, we got it. <laughs> I got to take my name. Daddy didn't start pastoring too, but I think, uh, I think I was in it. Tenth, I had started. We had started traveling with a little band, Gerald Hunter and the Ladies of Gossip. That's when my dad he wanted to pastor so bad. Yeah. Oh man. So before, okay. So before we get to pastor, <laughs> tell me about playing with the group. How was that? When did that start? Uh, I was in the. Uh, let me see. We started a, a little bit of band, mm-hmm. but we start playing with Gerald Hunter. Uh, I was in the tenth. Ninth to tenth grade, mm-hmm. so up in there. We started with that journal, mm-hmm. letters of gospel, and I was working in the field, tobacco, and 
<laughs> we did our little 45 with Gerald Hunter Little Gospel. I went and told the man, I said, hey, look, I'm famous now. I can't come. <laughs> I ain't coming back in these fields. Field no more. I, 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 I done cut a record. I done cut a record. I, I, I'm through with it. And my mom said, "You can't tell it, man. I'm, I'm sick of it. I, I, I'm famous now." So, but that I mean, we started this travel locally with the girls, and, and yeah, I, I was drumming then from death from drumming with Gerald to Lee Singer. What? What? I got to tell you something else too. <laughs> in the band. I learned how to play all the instruments. Greg Scriven. Shout out, you, Greg. You heard uh, uh, my brother, Greg Scriven. Yeah. God bless his soul. Yes. Gerald uh, was teaching Greg how to play lead guitar. And I will learn all the songs, right? Well, they teach Greg. I will learn all of them on the bass guitar. My brother, I will learn all of that. Tony Rice. I will learn all the songs on the keyboard. My purpose was... If they mess up, I can fuss them out. Because <laughs> I know. I, I know, know they part. You ain't playing it right. You got to get it right. And that was the only reason. We was in uh, with the choir. We was in the studio mm -hmm. in Greenville. The song, Dixon Hummingbird, Best Side of a Neighbor. I started to plan it, right? <laughs> and if Bo P looked at me, he said, Ralph, he said, that's Best Side of a Neighbor. I said, yeah. And you can play it. I said, yeah. He said, Rev, you need your kick. <laughs> he said, you can play it, and you don't try to play it. I said, I never put the time in the instrument. I learned how to play all of the songs on the instrument, but I never put the time in. Whoa. That's crazy. <laughs> it, it's crazy to hear you say it. Because I know how you trained us. So it gives me the backstory <laughs> to how you moving with us. Because I'm telling y'all, I'm talking about this your part, this your only part. And that's all you better play. Now let's try this one more time. <laughs> right from the top one more time. That's it. That's you. You play that. So now I understand. So you're literally learning everybody's part. Right. So if they mess up, you like, I know that ain't the core because uh, I know the core. That ain't what you're supposed to be playing. That's not what you're supposed to be playing. <laughs> So y'all cut the record, and what happens when y'all are traveling locally, and then your dad, is your dad somewhere around? Like, is he in the group? Daddy was my, let me tell you about my dad. Yes, sir. I, I, I love my father. I tell people that my dad was, he was the backbone. Yes, sir. Because daddy loved the music, and he wanted us to do good in the music. Mm. And one of the things I share, and I, I have to talk about, share this real quick. We was rehearsing with Gerald Hunter and the Ladies of Gospel, mm -hmm. and Daddy would, Daddy worked at the factory. He got me on at the factory. Mm -hmm. So now I'm on the second shift. Mm -hmm. And my dad would go, he was, he, would, he was on first shift. He would come in and tell the people, let him work in my place while I go rehearsal. Now, being young and love music, do you think I was rushing to get back? <laughs> think that, come on, I think of it. Do you think I was rushing to get back? <laughs> I was not. But sometimes the whole shift, it'll be all the way up to 12 o'clock. And I would come in like five or 10 minutes before 12, time to get off. Yeah. You know what the first thing he asked me? What? Y'all get it right. It makes a whole lot of sense. He, he said, y'all get it right? And I said, yes, sir. And I'm feeling because he's so humble. Yeah. He didn't fuss. Yeah. 
I'm not here, so I, I, it's about time to go home. We can really go home. That is significant because I've been in rehearsals with Reverend Daltridge where, like what Chris said, like, when do we leave? Like, when do we leave rehearsal? We leave when you get it right. If you don't have it right, we are here until you get it right. So however long you want to take, it's up to you. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. When you get it right, we can all leave. And here's the thing about Rev. If there's six people here, all six of y'all got to have it right before we leave. If one person got, you better help them. You better help them. <laughs> we going to go to sleep. I don't want to let bitch over there. And when you wake up, maybe it'll be in your head. But we going to have it right before you leave. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we ate pizza many nights and slept on the bench. <laughs> yes, we did, man. We stayed in there until it was right. So, your your dad is working at the factory. You rehearsing with Jerry. So then, what makes your when and what makes your dad decide to become a pastor? Uh, daddy went looking for a building. Right. <laughs> I have to tell this story. Right. Daddy would look for a building, and we was there, he went to Green County. He went in the back of the woods, found this old building. Mm -hmm. It was so old. I mean, woods falling down, and it was like, Daddy gonna have him some church. He <laughs> <laughs> went Mr. Brown, I got to have some church. <laughs> yeah. Daddy wanna have some church. And so one day, all of us, it was just five kids, me and Lee, Donnie Tom. Yeah. Daddy said, put your drums up, Ricky. Time to get the bass guitar. And we said, Daddy, ain't nobody coming. <laughs> These fools right here already got this church. Daddy, ain't nobody coming. We gonna have no church. <laughs> he really had a sermon. He was saying, we need all the ones saying. <laughs> Next Sunday, we go back down there. Now, this is the funny part. Ain't nobody there. We sitting there. He got this great big pot belly stove, right? He can go in there and make a fire. Mm -hmm. He opened it up and he jumped back. And my mom said, tight. She called him tight. So what's wrong? He said, something in there. So something's in the heater, right? <laughs> and we all look at trying to see what it is. He did a piece of paper. He just, it's an owl, okay. right? And we fell out laughing, right? <laughs> well, at least we got the owl coming to church. <laughs> 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 it was crazy, Jamal, because now he said that he's mad with us, right? Because we picking at him. So he said, Ricky, get on the drum. He said, Tight. Thomas, get on that bass guitar. And we said it, and all of us said the ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and the owl <laughs> you talking about little Dawson's been mad. Y'all need to stop your playing too much. When the owl come to try all five little ooh, ooh. <laughs> so listen, so listen. How long was he pastoring before people started showing up? Then nobody never showed up that so <laughs> Take week. Take week. Y'all had to change locations. We, 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 he shut it down. He moved up the whistle. Found him another building. That's when he, he started picking up people breaking. And then from there, he, this family heard about it. He went, mm. So he wound up having a two-hour bus route. Wow. Two hours. This is killing me, Tank. Yeah, two hours. He, he go ride picking people two hours. Finally got from one van to a long bus. Two hours. And here's the crazy thing, man. Daddy would go pick him up, come back, preach, take him back home, and then go to work the next morning. And if he did a revival, he preached every night 
took them drugs, and we're like, Daddy, you gonna wear yourself out, you know? Yes, I would. We would tell Danny, Danny, you got to slow down, because Daddy would be trying to get back home. He'd be falling asleep, you know. Mm. So we started to worry about him. We started worrying about Daddy. You need to slow down. Slow yeah. Down. And it won't too long after that, he got the church really, really filled up, and he had a stroke. You know? So he 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 was a soldier man. So how that. old was he when he had the stroke? Oh, Daddy was about fifty. He had to be close to 60, mm. 60 something. So he he ended up, before having the stroke, he ended up having it where it was a full yeah, church. Yeah, he had a little church packed. And what was the denomination? He was holiness. Okay. Yeah, so y'all in there, church and church, speaking in tongues, all that. Falling out, running, <laughs> jumping. <laughs> Bopey over there, little court, he ran himself out. Eddie so if you know Bo, if you know Eddie, you know. But they are legends from the city. So I want to ask you something. At this time, you're playing drums. Mm. Bo's playing guitar. Mm. Eddie B is playing bass. Mm. How old are y'all? Mm. Then. Oh, God, I had to be about 30, 20-something, 30. Okay. So y'all playing. So he does how many years before the stroke? Ooh, Daddy done. He was at the church. I knew him almost twenty years before he had that stroke. And are you just the drummer for the church? No, I I started drumming. Uh, then Tank came along. Yeah, Tank came along, and we put Tank on this. So we, me and both people work with Tank on the yeah. drums. So because long then I had started helping him out. I was become a minister. Okay, and started helping Daddy out. So so let's talk about it. You become a minister. How old are you when you become a minister? I was 24. I, was tw- I think I was 24. So how did, what was the introduction to that? Was it like, was he saying like, Ricky, you need to preach? Or did you feel called to preach? What was it like? Well, at that time, I felt that I accept that he was calling me. Yeah. I, I felt that he was calling me. I, I, I went through that experience like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tank has a question. You are allowed to ask. So that feeling you had, you, you've given me the story about being on stage with that feeling. Mm-hmm. Describe that feeling of having the call and being on stage. Okay. I went through it. First of all, it was with the um, Angelics. I played with that Angelic Gospel Singers, Babe, and all of them. And I lost it. Mm. Right on stage, just like, Zoom, it's gone. I I don't know what in the world. I'm, I'm trying to hit Tom Tom. I'm, I'm confused. And I saw Slim. Slim run up and down the altar. I was written Slim Supreme Major then. And he came up and he grabbed oh, Wait, wait. Me. We, have to, we have to help the people understand what we are saying. Good. We are saying that Ricky Daltridge is Slim's drummer. You are bucked right now. Because <laughs> my wife don't know this stuff. <laughs> she is messed Tank, go ahead. You are allowed to talk. So... Before we get there, let's talk about your journey to getting to the quartet scene. That is good. To the quartet singer? Yeah, because you played yeah. with your family okay. group, and then you got the call for Slim first, right? So, yeah. So, yes. The so, QC. The Howard QC. QC first. Howard QC was first. So, go back. Go back. We have to go back. Because <laughs> it's two things happening. You doing the... So, the stuff with your dad in church is happening at the same time? No. 
So give it to me. When when I had daddy first before he got really rolling at the second church, I had already started on the road. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Tank. Yeah, uh, because uh, we uh, the group busted up. Which is the family group? No, we had uh, the Jerry Hunter Ladies of Gospel. Okay. They busted up. Okay. okay. They busted up. Uh, so we went from there to the creations. Okay. So it was me, Tommy Donnie, Greg Scriven, and Big Glenn. Yeah. And, and Melvin. Yeah. So Greg, uh, Melvin left uh, us, and he went with Slim the Supreme Angels. Uh-huh. Uh, I was still in high school. Uh-huh. The Supreme Major tried to get me to come and go with them. I said, no, I got to finish school. Okay, so now Melvin is gone. So it was just me, Tommy, Donnie, Greg, and Big Glenn. Yeah. So now Thomas got to step up and take, he got the same, Greg got the same. So why not all, both yeah. of them sing? Yeah. Okay. So Greg decided, well, I'm going to do my last show. I'm going with the burning lifters. <laughs> Mind you now, going back, okay. I had went out with the Burning Lifter before. I was the Burning Lifter first drummer. The Burning Lifter used to travel, they sang, they didn't have no drum. <laughs> this is crazy. Continue. I'm messed up. You, just, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm just no, so this is crazy. So now, so when Greg said, I'm going full time with the Burning Lifter. Mm-hmm. So that's all right. I'm going to wear your tail out. Well, every time we see you on stage, we're going to wear the pedal lifters out. And we were kicking them. We were playing them out. Jerry Hunter with Bill Moss and the Celestas. So there was the creation. Who is Bill Moss? Bill Moss. Uh, uh, I just, I'm doing it for you. Uh, I'm making the song. Take me to the The world. relation. Tank. S. Moss, the, the Clock Sisters. Let's all go. All them. This is J. Moss's daddy. Yeah. Bill Moss and the Celestes. So all of us together. So we have a package, right? <laughs> Bill Moss, Celeste, Freddie Branch, and the uh, Signal Stars. Yeah. Um, the Burning Lifters. And who else? Bill Moss. And that was it. So now, being the creation, we're going to wear them tails out. <laughs> Ask Bubba. Bubba. When you see Bubba, Shout ask Bubba. Bubba. Call Bubba with a brother lift. He, yeah. He's the original brother lift. Yeah. And he like, man, y'all kicking us every night. So that's when he start playing with us. Like, They're going to they let us open up because we young. Right? I'm going to try to shut that boy down. And that was our saying, like, don't just open up. But you got to open up and close. When you, I just tell the choir that. You open up and close. Shut it down. Be up my head a little. They were trying to get it now. We can see some big like, man, y'all doing it up, man. He was there with Brother Lemon. That's all right. You stay with Brother Lemon. I'm going to kick your tail some more. Yeah. 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 Well, we had this thing, man. You yeah. can, uh, don't just play with the house. Go in there. Yeah. Leave them on the floor. <laughs> if you had to kick them out the chair. So y'all do that, and then so finally y'all get to a place where the group is just dismantled, where y'all can't yeah, keep going. Yeah, we more. did our last show uh, on Vic Street, mm-hmm. Piney Grove, mm-hmm. uh, with Bern, uh, with Greg. This uh, Greg came back. No, we did. Uh, okay, we did our last show. We tried to find somebody to take Greg's place. Mm-hmm. 
So Greg told us, man, nah, nah, I ain't coming back. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was at Reed Street Community Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spencer Taylor, how we can see the volunteers, uh, it was several other groups. Pig and Jubilee, all of them was there. Nobody had a drum set. Mm-hmm. Nobody had a drum set. The volunteers were David Badamir mm-hmm. from Rocky Mountain. Mm-hmm. They had a group called the Golden Airs. And the Golden Air, the whole group of the Golden Air become the Volunteers. Wow. Blair heard them one time and hired them on the spot. Whoa. That's how close they sound like the Volunteers. Wow. So David, he said, Rick, man, you still got your drum set? I said, yeah, we need some drum set. I said, tell you what we do. Y'all got five groups. Everybody paid me $75 a group. Uh, you can use my drum. And everybody wanted to use the drum set because it was a jelly bean fiberglass set. <laughs> Red, yellow, blue, orange. Everybody looked, they want to play them drums, okay? So the Howard QC finished and Tree said, I, I walked up to him and said, Y'all don't have a drummer? He said, No. He said, I said, Well, I'm a drummer. Play. He said, Can you play? I said, If you can sing it, I can play it. Yeah. He's like, Hey, special. <laughs> God, he'll say he can drum. Yeah, uh, you better talk to him, get his address. So Spencer told me to meet him at Tape City and rock him out. Uh-huh. He gave me the date to be there. I was there. He said, you can be there. We'll try you out. Y'all rehearsed at Tape City? No. He picked up the CDs. Uh, uh-huh. he, they were ordering CDs from Tape City. Then. Uh-huh. And so we went on the road. I went with them. I went that to a den. Uh, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, uh, Mississippi. We went all the way around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wind up in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> well, Las Vegas, California. Uh, wind up in Buffalo, New York in July. Snow on the ground. <laughs> I didn't have a coat. <laughs> so, I'm a little country boy. I'm traveling now, you know. I get the hell out there, froze. <laughs> but yeah, I went on that tour with them, man. Um, that was my journey with, with QC. Yeah. So, take me through to get back to what Tank was saying. Take me through. Now you're with Spencer, so the road starts. And somewhere along that, according to what I'm gathering, somewhere along that, you feel the call while you're on the road. Well, okay, I came off the road with the QCs. Uh huh. Went back with the Burning Lifter for a year. Mm hmm. Uh, we was in Rocky Mount. Uh, they had a big show there, and Slim Supreme Edge was on that show. Mm hmm. So me and my brother was how we gonna go check out the show and. Uh, Spencer saw me then. I saw they were having an altercation on stage. Papa, you know, Papa mm. at that time he was he was on, he was heavy on the oil. <laughs> <laughs> he was heavy, and so uh, I saw I saw oh, there's something going down. So at the end of the show, uh, Greg Greg Keller comes up. Yeah, and he like hey hey uh, Slim want to know can you go go play with us in South Carolina tonight? Now mind you, when I walked through the gate, Slim was on ticket. Like, <laughs> Here you come. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't want to come out here with us. <laughs> That's exactly how he He said he wasn't smelting him. He didn't like us. I said, no, man. I, said, I told you I was, I was in high school when you were trying to get me. No, you like smelting better than you like me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sitting in the audience with Greg coming. I said, he said, first thing he asked can you play with us tonight, South Carolina? I said, yeah, I go. He said, I know you got baby. My snail name, baby. 
This is where the snare. Okay, I get it, Tank. <laughs> My kick, pedal, and baby went with me everywhere. Yes, sir. If I spent the night at your house, <laughs> baby, baby coming in there. Right there beside me. Look, I got to tell you. This lady said to me, I was on the leg out. She said, uh, Did you take that snare everywhere you go? I said, Look, you got two legs, you walk. <laughs> baby, go where I go because I can't, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Baby, gonna make me money, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Back to the story, you know. From there on, uh, back to QCs. I left QC, came back home for mm-hmm. a year. I uh, went with Supreme Mains. I stayed with Supreme. I think like two. I was up there about three. We're in my third year, Supreme Mains, and we were filling in behind Angelus, and I lost it. Hmm. I lost it right on stage. And just like I'm talking to you. Yes, sir. A divorce will say, I give it, I take it away. Now, mind you, I had got big ears. Mm. I'll tell you that story. Yes, sir. The baddest drummer out there then was there. I can't even think of the last one. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn All-Star. Yes, sir. The Brooklyn All-Star was the first group that brought the bass guitar on the road. Mm. They were the first group to bring the drum on the road. Wow. The Thomas Wayne got a history. So everybody like, there, there, there. There, there, there. And man, I'm sitting behind stage and I'm watching this guy. This hand, he just your hand is so quick. But yeah. He ain't got me. Ah. <laughs> look, look. I'm like this. But my thing was, the grooving part. Mm. To be able to lock the groove, yes, to be able to just lock it from yeah. start. I know I understood it, and I'm getting frustrated because yeah. Tree, Tree will with BMI, uh, main record company, mm-hmm. BMI. Mm-hmm. If you go pull up all the guitar players, you'll see Bobby Tree Jackson, Bobby yeah. Blue Bland, you'll see all the BB King. His yeah. name is right in there yeah. with the Howie QCs. Yeah. He showed up. I said, Man, you're a big dog here, man. He said, They don't know it, Ricky. He would take me everywhere. And he's like, Ricky, your feet is three times faster than Daryl. Your hands is so fast. He said, but Daryl, what he do? He quickly lock into the groove. He said, like, you think you're wild at like locking the groove. Now being a country boy, you talking about groove. I thought you were talking about moving. I don't don't know about no dancing. (laughs) Yeah. The Highway QC hit that uh, song. You wanna let Jesus be there? Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, wow, he would wham me out. <laughs> and then when he get in that drive, fix it. And, and he would hold it like he waiting for Jesus to show up, right? <laughs> he would be holding it. <laughs> Man. And Tree would look at, come on, Ricky, come on. So one night, they did on Sunday, so he gonna have to find me tonight. Because I'm tired of trying to hold this joker like that. I'm just tired of, you know. And when I relax like that, I just, I just let relax. And kept, Tree turned right on stage. He said, that's it. It wow. fell in the group. Just like that. Yeah. And I felt what he was talking about. Oh. <laughs> he didn't have no more trouble with me. Yeah. I'm sending Daryl home now. <laughs> Thomas Spence. He had this, Daryl had this thing. He going to R&B. And if any nigga can make me come off that bus to look at him twice, I give up quartet. He wanted to go R and B. Uh huh. So one night at the end of the show, I did the solo, right? Drum solo. 
And he was standing there. I throw my sticks over there where he was. <laughs> Walked down stage, right? So next night, we were on tour, right? He come off the bus, watch it again. And Thomas says, Ricky, dare don't come off the bus again. <laughs> <laughs> next night, I will play with the Brooklyn Long Star. Mm-hmm. I had to finish the tour. I'm sure. He quit. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, this is Jim saying. <laughs> Yo, so he, so he said in his mind, if anybody can do better than me, I'm leaving. Make me come off that bus two nights in a row. And he did it. He, he came left. off two nights. He left. And he really quit. He quit. So how? What were you thinking at this point? <laughs> I'm just waiting to put foot in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious, man. That's hilarious. So then, so now take us back to the Angelics now. Yeah, I was on stage and I just lost it. It was gone. Mm-hmm. And I saw Slim. He was running down the auditorium, coming up the slide. And he grabbed me. And said, what's wrong with you, mm. Ricky? What's wrong? With you? I, I, all I hear is something. Say, I give. I take it away. And I'm like this. I don't know. And I'm standing there crying. Al Dent, Sugar Hot Tower, everybody looking like, what's going on, Ricky? It was gone. And finally, it come back. Right in the middle, if I'm too high, on stage with Supreme Man, it happened again. So Slim, Slim just on the bus, he said, Ricky, I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> you you talking chest like said, Maybe somebody got some voodoo or something on you. <laughs> some voodoo or something. You, you need to call to the church folks and tell them to pray for you because something's wrong. And I told him, I said, know what it is, man. It's time for me to walk. It's time for me to get out of here. You leaving? I said, I got to go, man. I got to go. You can't just leave me like that. I said, I'm sorry, man, but I got to go, man. He said, uh. You gonna come back out again? again? You gonna try it again? I said, when I come out on this road, I'm gonna have me a choir. Woo! That was my word. Okay. Okay. So you. So when you leave, when you when you have that feeling and you know it's a call, you go back and you're like, "I'm preaching." Did you know you would become a minister? Was that the call? I was home. I was home, <coughs> and in my mind, mm-hmm. I said, "I'm going back." Okay, I'm going back. I got to try it again. And that night, I went out. I came home, uh-huh. and we had a big room, back room. Mom, uh, Donnie, Tommy had bunks. I had a huge bed. We had in one big room, mm-hmm. and Daddy we had the house built. And I laid. I'm laying down, man. I'm just laying down in the bed. Yeah. And I feel somebody grab me, and they were holding me. And I'm looking at Thomas asleep, Donnie asleep, and somebody in the room with me. And I said, uh, "Tommy, Donnie, they sleep." But they, somebody was holding me. It was no, no person to hurt me, but yeah. it was somebody there. So I jumped up. I just rolled out the bed and I hit the floor. Mm-hmm. 
and this little dresser right over beside her. I crawl in between the dresser, and I'm just crying to scream. The whole family woke up, and they're Ricky, what's going on? What's going on? And Dad was like, here, from here, closer as your wife. Uh-huh. And I said, Daddy, come get me. And he was like, Ricky, what's wrong? I said, come get me, Daddy. I said, somebody's in here with me. And Daddy, I don't know who it is, but somebody here with me. And so Daddy said, he came and got me. He got me out of the corner, pulled me out. And he took me in his room and sat on the bed. He got it all out. Mm-hmm. He said, God, whatever it is, you reveal it to him. Reveal it, whatever you trying to tell him. That's when the journey really started getting, yes, sir. getting spiritual to me. Yes, sir. And from then I said, no, I can't go back on the road. Wow. I can't go back on the road. So at this point, this happens. It's revealed to you. What is your first step in ministry? Uh, I started to study. Mm-hmm. Just then I went home. Mm-hmm. I started just reading and studying and just waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, which way? Which way should I go? Yeah. Which way should I go? Yeah. And one night, just laying down, and it was revealed. Yeah. I I can't think of exit up. I'm asking God, what do you want? Uh, I know you want me to speak, preach. Yeah. What do you want me to do? How I worked on the job, New Corps, uh, twelve hour shift, and I'm on the night shift. Yes, sir. How do you want me to go about doing it? And I left my Bible on the desk, mm-hmm. and I'm walking out of the office. When I slammed the door, the wind caught it and blew the Bible to Exodus. I think it was Exodus 14. I think it was. It said, "The beginning of the year, you shall speak to the congregation." Blew my mind. That's for me. Did you try to tell me? That's for me. No, no. <laughs> so I couldn't mess, man. I, I couldn't mess. And I said, no, I'm going to go ahead on. I just got to follow it. Yeah. Follow it. Follow it. So then, is that when you become um, a minister at your dad's church? Mm hmm. I started. Uh, we was at a church called Glad Tidings. Daddy, Daddy had his church. And it was in another church called Glad Tidings. Uh, the bishop wanted me there with him. Mm-hmm. And I said, I told him, I wanted to go with my dad. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you something crazy, man. Really crazy. On the road with the How We Kiss Seeds, Supreme Angels. Mm-hmm. I love people. Yes, sir. I met strangers. Yeah. I walk up to them. Yeah. Just mess with them. Talk. How you doing? I mean, yeah. And so I told the bishop uh, what's going on. He he was bringing another church into the, his organization around that time. He said, I get to leave. And he said, um, but uh, you have to use the church. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And I contact people. Mm-hmm. I have my little black book. I yes, met. sir. Yes, sir. Just told people I was doing an initial sermon. Wow. The strangest thing. He told everybody that was done, that was close to me. They had to be in New York with him. He took the whole church. Wow. 
whole trip. And I know it was a spot. It was out of spite, you know, because yeah. I was going with my dad. And it hurt when it first started out, but about middle way, <laughs> I'm glad that else we go. <laughs> because yeah. let me tell you, I'm tell you, when they say God works in mysterious ways, yes, being in a holiness setting. And the people that I had met was coming. Yeah. They had to be gone. Yeah. I went to Hamilton Funeral Home in Wilson. And I told them about Hamilton. And I said, I need to buy some chairs. And I told him to do them. He said, really? He said, I'll be there. Yeah. Greg Scriven's mom was sick in the bed. And I God, I almost forgot her. And I went by the house. And I told her. And she said, Rick, I feel bad. She said, but I'm going to be there. I'm sitting in the pool. But you know how when you're giving to do your initial sermon, you have all these preachers there to walk you down. And, you know, and I, I didn't have that. I sat there. I had my head down. My Uncle Joe walked in. He's like, you all right? Bishop Rouse. I can name him. Start coming in. So the only recessor. Mm-hmm. Henry Cox. Yes, sir. Bishop Herbert Wynn. Yes, sir. We, 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 he was just getting started. Yeah. He said, uh. The hammer organ is a plug that can you play? I said, yeah. And uh, that night, when I hold my head up like this, that place was so jam-packed. <sighs> New York brought a bus. <sighs> Steve Birch from New Jersey, they brought a bus. And what got me, there was this young lady from Las Vegas. I had spoke to. She was there. This is crazy. She was there. And I'm like, like, all of these people's here? Yeah. That was my journey. Yes, sir. And it was that then, if you follow through, just follow me. Nobody but me. Yeah. I order your step. I'll bless you wherever you go. Yes, sir. So at that point on, you do your initial sermon. This is crazy, y'all. Because we ain't got... I'm telling y'all, just stay here. So you do <laughs> you do your initial sermon, and what's the journey like after that? Walk us through what happens after that. Um, initial sermon, um, back at the uh, plant uh, we call Nuco the Steel Company. Mm-hmm. I was there working. Tank was being at the time. Tank was born. Mm-hmm. Tank had got up in age, and I'm still trying to do revivals, work a 12-hour shift, go to revival. So, crazy. so you're doing the same thing your daddy was doing. That's what's at the time. Did you realize you were doing the same thing? And I would tell you, man, <laughs> running up and down the highway. But the thing, I, I went picking up people. Uh huh. Now I I work a 12-hour shift. I got time to run home, take a shower, drive to Elizabeth City. You know where Elizabeth City is? From Wilson? From you Wilson. drove to, okay. To do a revival. Uh-huh. It went out again. Okay. It should be in. It's this. I'm going to give you this. Hold on, y'all. We coming back. Is it in? Yeah, we in there. All right. So, we flying down the highway. Trying to get to the revival. Uh, Tank had got up on the edge, trying to do homework. 
So Cynthia now trying to help him with homework. I'm driving a fly and to get to Revival. I'm show you how crazy things are. This went on for years, years, trying to, um, something got to give. Something got to give. Sit down. Lord, if you want me to leave this job, now that, you know how we are. You get a good paying job, <laughs> you better stay with it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what we're taught. I mean, you got to stay with it. We're running up and down the highway, trying to do revival. I said, Lord, now, if you want me to leave this job, you let me know now. Oh. Fix it some way that <laughs> <laughs> I know it's you. Yeah. Communicate. Yeah. Now, you talking about science, and that's what I did. Yeah. I said, no, let me know. So I'm sorry. Every... Friday, the guys would go out to lunch, mm-hmm. go somewhere. And um, I asked him around and said, Yeah, hey, anybody going out for lunch today? No, nobody going out for lunch. <laughs> no, no, breakfast. That's uh-huh. what, that's what uh-huh. guy brought me some breakfast. I had done a sermon, I had this thing about. Um, before you do a sermon, share it with someone to see their reaction on the sermon. And Isaiah Jenkins, Isaiah Jenkins, he had a son play with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh-huh. Uh, he came by, he's he like, hey, hey, you preacher Sunday? Yeah. He went to my son. And I started sharing with him mm-hmm. what I was going to preach and got lost, mm-hmm. just like I was in the audience. Yeah, man. Man, I was hooping in the whole thing. I, I, I want a job, man. I, I was getting the job. And when I come to myself, I'm just sweating. I'm just sweat, sweating. And so what he did, I, I'm looking at him. Now tears are rolling down his face. Uh-huh. The message that got him, he goes up front and get, get this egg, sausage, grits, platter, come back and sit on my desk. He said, thank you, man. And Spirit response, say, hey, but I told you I'd take care of you. Okay, now I'm giving the challenge. You got my breakfast. All right, you got me. Let somebody give me my lunch. Two, three. Yeah. Easy to love in the morning. Love it when I see you yawning. Easy don't hurt so bad. Easy don't make you sad. Easy like Sunday, fun day, one way, no play, girl singing, okay. Gotta love it my way. That's all I gotta go. God! God! Cause Yo! Y'all, cause y'all, you know I'm a rapper Yo! now. You know I'm a rapper now. No, she look, no, Shy, Shy, you have just met, you have just met. Shy. She loved to rap and ain't had nobody Yo. around her that like rapping. Shy. Yo, Shy, you just, Yo. I know she just messed you up. Yo, I got tears in my eyes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Easy to love in the morning. Hey. Love it when I see you yawning. Hey. Easy don't hurt so bad. Easy don't make you sad. Hey. Easy like Sunday, fun day, one way, no play. Girl singing, okay. Oh! <laughs> Bro. Y'all, I'm floored. Yo, we ain't never heard JD in our life. Ever. I'm floored. <laughs> That's what I was asking. Is anybody going out for lunch? Anybody going out for lunch? Now I'm still fool. Gotta get up now. Lunch. I goes up to the break room. Uh-huh. I walks in there. I don't know what I want. 
I don't know what I want. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm gonna get a bag of popcorn. Mm-hmm. Put my money in the machine. Got a bag of popcorn. Put it in the microwave and scorch, burn it. Maybe I didn't need the popcorn. Okay, ain't thought about it no more. So now, this guy, white guy, Tim Tweedy, walks in. Go to the machine. Get a bag of popcorn. <laughs> put it in. And he pops it perfect. And he said, I don't know why I got the popcorn. You want? Okay, I got the popcorn. Check it out. <laughs> Listen up. I go back to my office. Uh-huh. Sitting down, eating my popcorn. And it comes again. It's time for you to leave this job. And I said, <laughs> in the spirit, I told you to get somebody about my. <laughs> you got what you want for your popcorn. Man, I stopped everything. I was running around in the circle, around the furnace where I work, and I was just crying. I got to go. So my supervisor, he said, Ricky, what's wrong? I said, I got to leave, man. He what? He said, go where? I said, I got to leave. I got to get out of here. Mind you, I've done all this reading, studying. I had books on top of books in my office. That's all I did. Read, study, read, study. Words booming up with it. Greek, Latin, yeah. big commentary. I mean, I was doing just just looking up words, trying to, you know. And he looked at me. He said, I knew it was coming. You supposed to turn in your two week of notice. Yes, sir. The job. He said, I tell you what I do. You good man. I give you a two week of pay. Go ahead. Go on your journey. And been gone ever since. I ain't tell nobody I was gone. <laughs> Grab my boots. <laughs> People see me like, where you been? I had to get up out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and at the time, I, 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 couldn't, I, I couldn't tell my mom, sister, and everybody. You know, when you start sharing what you're getting ready to do, if it's a major step, sometimes that family, mm-hmm. uh, that negative energy, <laughs> you better stay up there. You got that baby. And I, 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 man. <laughs> I got to hear that, I mean, uh, 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 I don't so I ain't saying that to nobody. And I'm telling you, when when you got your mindset to do walk on a journey, yes, sir, it's gonna be as Steve Harvey said. You don't never know when you jump off that mountain. There's gonna be some bumps and bruises. Yeah, I gotta go, and I didn't share with nobody. Doing revival, revival after revival after revival. There was time doing the revival one night. After paying all the musicians, a lot of times they decide they're gonna show up on Friday night because they don't pay night. <laughs> but my worry is going out. Yeah. They show up. I remember one night, time I paid everybody off, I wound up one penny. That's the whole week. Mm. And uh, that was a journey. Still going. Still going. And one day, uh, my lights got turned off. I was sitting at the house. The lights turned on. City Wilson. Funny. Mm. And I called Dad. Dad had just paid all his bills or something. He said, Ricky, I ain't got it. Oh, man. So I was in revival. I opened my blinds up. And I said, God, whoo. You said you would take care of me. Here I am sitting here, my lights turned off. I'm preaching, I'm laying hands on folks, they're getting healed and all this. Now I got to sit in the dark. I was pissed off. Yeah. I was pissed off. I got to sit in the dark. 
Yeah. Sitting in the blind. Listen, I'm going to read. I got to preach tonight. <laughs> I'm sitting there. All of a sudden, my lights are We're back on. So I call around the people that had asked for money. Did you pay the light bill? No, no, no. It stayed on to the end of that month. I went and paid a double. And when I walked in, the lady asked, so you know, they had to have somebody holding the foot. She said, Who holding this for you? I said, Who name of it? She said, Ain't no name of it. I said, See ya. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the dope things that kept me going, man. It kept me going because every time it seemed like, I asked for it. I got it. Door open over here. Yeah. Everything just kept flowing up. <laughs> yeah, man. So I couldn't stop, man. Yeah. Couldn't stop. So where? So when do you become a pastor, though? How do you get to that place? So you're doing the you're doing the revivals. At this point, you're an evangelist, right? Mm-hmm. And are you still serving at your dad's church too? Yeah, I was doing uh, associate pastor with him. Okay, um, and doing evangelist. So, what is your role and responsibility as an associate pastor at your dad's church? Well, then we're doing a lot of the preacher revivals. I mostly work with the youth. Okay. Started a youth choir. Okay, and had them little children. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta yeah. be here saying, hey, hold your key. You know. <laughs> yeah. We gonna, we gonna work it. And yeah. just doing what I love to do. Yeah. Doing that. And um, this church, Glory Baptist, mm. um, Jerry Butler, he was in the military. Uh-huh. And he had came in from Georgia, trying uh-huh. to get it up off the ground. The church had been closed up yeah. uh, several times. And I went to the Bible bookstore. Lorraine Walken was there, and she said, Ricky, uh, this guy over there, he's trying to get started with the church, and uh, he don't know what he's doing. Mm. I told him you need to meet Ricky because he done been somewhere where he know what he's doing. He's a pastor. He can come over there and help you. Yeah. So uh, two days later, I was there. He showed up. So she introduced me. I said, I'll come over and check, check you out. So I did. Went over there, and he showed me, told me some of the stuff he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay, I'll get with you. I went home, talked to God about Yeah. And that's where he started leading me. Yeah. So I went back to my dad. And I said, Dad, uh, you seem to be going. You got things rolling pretty over here. This man over across town got this huge church. He don't know what he's doing. I said, so uh, the spirit is leading me to go with him. Mm. And he said, well, Ricky, I don't know. You know anything about those people? I know some predominant white organization, this Southern Baptism, da 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 da, just feeling it. He kind of told me what was going on. I said, Well, I feel this is where he's leading me to go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's what if that's how you're feeling, uh, go ahead. So at the time, uh, he had a guy that run the Sunday school, Artist Johnson was there with him. And so I spoke to him that day, uh, the guy in the Sunday school director. I said, Man, you like to move up as associate pastor? Uh, you've been here with my dad for a while, and uh, would you like to move up? He said, where are you going? I said, I'm going across town. I said, this is where God is leading me. Go over there and help him. Yeah. He said, uh, okay. That Sunday evening, we went to close out this late anniversary, and I finished ministering, and I'm sitting down. This old lady stands up. She said, I need to say something before you close out. And everybody, yeah. So 
She's a young man. She said, um, God told me to give you a message. She said, I've been sick. I live in Connecticut. I was not supposed to be here today. My sister said, I told her I won't come in. But God said, you're coming because you got to deliver a message. And she said, God told you to make a move. And it was God. People ain't going to understand it, but do like he told you to do. I stood like this. Cynthia was sitting looking at me. The minister that I spoke to, touched stepping up, he stood up and he waved his hand and be like that. They gave the benediction. The old lady walked up to me. She said, the move you get ready to make, nobody else. She said, it's a big church. And she said, God said, he going to fill it up. Uh-huh. It's going to be on the word. And you already know what she's referring to because you've already talked to the guy. But you're not, you know you're supposed to move, but you're still like in limbo. And you're you're the type of person, okay, God, I feel like this is what you're saying, but I want to know. I want to know. And when she did that, that was it. That's all dead, I'm out. <laughs> right. Started, and, and see, Bopi had already met the people over there. Okay. Bo-Pee was over there. I was trying to get Bopi to come on in. They were trying to build it. And so I told Bopi, I said, look, I'm coming over. Yeah. And we're going to build it. Yeah. And we're not going to build it just on groups. We can call them, but I want to build it on a message. And the message is to help the people. I want to see the people be healed. I want to see drug dealers come in. I want to see them changing their lives and all this. You know, that was me. So every Sunday, they start coming in. Uh huh. 25 John. 25 John. And we'd get up that Sunday morning and say, How many you want today? Let's say 30 today. (laughs) Boom. 30 would cover down the aisle. This would happen. And so we got to the place we had to cut those windows. Because (laughs) the church had an overflow every Sunday. (laughs) <laughs> they were trying to get in there. They come down the aisle crying, and so we started to say. And at the time, I, I was like, I don't want to. I didn't want to. I being on the road, you know. I was crease, you know, dress, you know, you gotta dress, you gotta have that preacher look, you know. Yeah. I bump all of this. I got me some jeans. I cut them up. Got my bicycle. Every drug area in that city, round there, I would go sit on the porch and talk to them. So you said, I want to build a ministry where it's for the people and the people of the city. So explain to them so they can understand what you're saying. Explain to them Glory Baptist location. What will we, where would we consider that? Um, Hood. Exactly. Drug area. (laughs) Yes. When we first started, we would have to clean the parking lot out so we can have certain the people have sold the pocket. Bill cans, I mean, they were throwing nails, people busting the tires. I mean, it was just that area. Yeah. And I was like, we going to clean this area up. We going to sweep it up. And we did. I mean, like I said, going drug area. Hey, man, what's up? Talking to them, sitting down, letting them know you're welcome to come, man. Come on in. Uh, anytime we had something, they got a personal invitation. Yeah. I walked up to them. And to the place, it got so... I mean, where they will look out for the church. Yeah. Where they look out for the church. So the church is growing. I want to ask you a question. How are, 
how is the city and other pastors responding to the growth of Glory Baptist? They were buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, they want to do something. And to me, it was not about prestige. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't need to be hooping and hollering and trying to wear your collar. And this guy standing up, he hungry. His mouth all white. He ain't eating. And you want to tell him how good God is. Come on, man. Feed him. And that was my thing. I, I know. Yeah. So uh, I went to, they had a minister's, Leah, some kind of big meeting. They kept telling me, come, you got to come. We want Pastor Doctor to come. He want him to come and be a part of that meeting. So I showed up at the meeting. Showed up at the meeting. And one of the ladies said, oh, we got Pastor Doctor in there. Y'all come in. Hey, Pastor. <laughs> and he said, uh, they went on with the meeting. So they asked him, said, before we close out, Pastor Darcher's down. I know you hear some stuff. Now, we want you to come on and join in. I said, I'm going to ask one thing. Uh, this would determine do I want to join y'all preacher's organization. Okay, what you got? How many of you willing to close your church on Sunday morning, get licensed to go stand in a drug area and have service? Because I hear this thing. If there's a hot drug area over there, you have service there that Sunday. The next church has service that Sunday. And the next Sunday, they're going to pack up and leave because they don't know who you are. They're going to know who's showing up. They might be an undercover cop. They're gone. Yeah. So if you do that, find another area. You do it. Yeah. And you keep doing it. We can clean up the city. They look at me and say, hey, I don't know where you want to close our church right now. So you ain't ready for me. I'm out. I left. Cause it's about it's about helping the city, man. Yeah. It's about helping people grow. You want to see people do better. Yeah. And all they want to just look prestige, drive a Cadillac. They know that. Man, man I drive the regular kind of town. They know who I am. It don't make no difference about no car, <laughs> no clothes. You got to try to look out. No, it ain't about that. Yeah. I used to tell, <laughs> tell you all, all you don't, the clothes don't make you. You make the clothes. Yeah. And I felt that you know you you say you're a pastor. Put on the ragged thing in there. And they would know who you are if you love the people. Jeez. But I mean, I, I didn't see it. Yeah. So I just kept doing what we're doing. Dealing with the drug dealers. Pulling my gun out sometimes. <laughs> Yo, fast forward. I remember that one time. Now, this, this is way later once I started playing there. Man, they did this revival. I mean, not a revival. We did that funeral. That funeral was packed. Boy, I was scared to death. I said, I know them gang members, and I know them gang members too. The Crip was on one side, yeah, the Tugs on the other. come up there like MLK or somebody. I said, we gonna die in here today. This is ugly. He in here singing, what was the song we did with Billy Pope? Uh, wake, uh, up everybody. wake Up Everybody. I'm like, man. Are we Tank, I was worried. I'm like, <laughs> it's a, I'm talking about it's, it's a whole bunch of people in there. And it is clearly two gangs in here. What in the world? And nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. Big Red. So the Red guy, Will. Uh huh. He would pack. Lisa would pack. <laughs> Thomas would pack. Uh, I had about five people sitting around me pack. If it ain't go down, <laughs> pop, don't hold back. Facts. Okay, okay. Facts. Facts. And I asked the family, I said, can I have my way? 
You remember I took the robe off and That's had on the, the black jeans, and I, I that feeling. I said, "Look, can I do it the way I want to do it?" Yeah. She said, "Yeah." So I unzipped that robe. I told him when Jesus had something to say, he sat down. I said, "So y'all, I'm gonna sit down today. Woo! We gonna sit down at this funeral." Yeah, man. Calm, cool. Ain't nothing we're done. We're finished. Nothing happened. Lamont Hamilton said, you're going to know how to do a funeral after a while. <laughs> but uh, that was my thing for funerals. Yeah. My, my thing was for a funeral. Uh, that family should not be falling out when they go out. Yeah. I only had one, and all the funerals I did, had one lady to yell, ah! Yeah. But other than that, everybody walking out. Thank you. Thank you. Because yeah. you, want, you want to give them something to grow off, something to understand. About their family. Yeah. But that that day, man, I, I, I'm praying for my musicians. But, let me tell you something. Because I have never... See, here's the thing. I have never experienced that before. I know about how Rev moves. I've heard about it. But I wasn't there when it was like that. So when we do this funeral, I'm like, <laughs> good God. This is very scary. So, But I want to go back, though. I wanna, I'm going to go back. To, to the time so you're growing the ministry the ministry is growing now let's get back to the music <laughs> the choir how long are you the pastor before the choir is formed um Bo Pete and I said Bo Pete I want to do a choir but the door is open for a quartet yes sir and I said if we can get the choir I said I want to do a Frank Wham Mississippi Mass Choir style. Yeah. I want to be able to sing those songs, but make him into a choir. Yeah. And he said, yeah, yeah, Rev. And so both people started saying, but man, Rev, they can't sing. <laughs> we trained them how to sing. So what we did, we went on the third floor. Altos, yeah. Altos, you take this room and take a recorder. Tell them you got this room, and y'all going to rehearse it and rehearse it and this one, you let them know when everybody got the key, then we're going to come back out. And That's where I get it, it from. Put it all together. Now, you should know your part. You should know your part. And we can work from there. Yeah. So every song on that CD, we had to do it like that. At the same time, <laughs> training them to hold the key. Now, here's the thing. Denise couldn't sing. What? <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> She couldn't. She couldn't. So how in the world? Then he started saying, <laughs> see, I went to say, it, it was at my dad's church. Uh-huh. I said, what you need to do, you need to start jumping up in prayer meeting service. Find your favorite song. Just start singing. The congregation is going to join in with you. <laughs> anyway, even so if that, you can't that, sing. You can't sing. And that's gonna, so now you're getting that free off. You're not used to them singing. So you keep going. Keep doing that. And so after a while, and every night, both people said, man, she ain't on the scale. <laughs> she ain't on the scale. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't on the scale. What? 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 She jumped up. She wanted to say, "Bopey." He was shot. He's a rail. She up there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, for being home with the choir, so it would come every Monday night. Mm-hmm. We rehearsal from seven to eleven. Mm-hmm. And we start that since finally we switched to Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. So by them being, I wanted to do concert. So we, now you got to rehearsal for a concert. 
and you got to hurt for, for Sunday morning. So two nights a week was one rehearsal is for concert, mm-hmm. one rehearsal is for service. Yeah. But it's the same choir. Yeah. You are working them. Yeah. Whoa. So Saturday night and Sunday morning, you have to sing. And it's two different. Obviously, it's two different sets of songs. Yeah. Is it 7-11 both days? Yeah. From 7 yeah. to 11. And you, have you already made the rule of you can't sing if you. So you got to be. Listen to what I'm saying. So that means they came to church on Tuesday from 7-11. Then they came to church on Wednesday for how long? Bible study. We we usually out of Bible study eight thirty. Oh, that nine. ain't bad. Seven eight thirty nine. Mm-hmm. That's good. And then Thursday, back to rehearsal from seven eleven. And mm-hmm. then Sunday, you got to come to Sunday school. Sunday. And then you gonna sing. Yeah. But you sung Saturday night too. Yeah. You gotta get on Sunday. <laughs> that's what. That's why he was. That's why he was drilling us, man. You gotta come to Sunday school. So I have to ask you a question. How are you building this choir and and being a pastor and being a husband and being a father? That's a lot. Yeah. How? Well, Peg love music. Cynthia love music. I love music. So they definitely up in there. They definitely gonna be up in there. And we gonna eat. <laughs> when we finish. Yeah. You good, Julia? Oh, I thought Julia had a question. I'm sorry, y'all. We're going to eat when we finish. Yeah. So we didn't have like all the Southern Baptist Church had Sunday, morning, Sunday evening service. We uh-huh. have no Sunday evening. Yeah. Because we may have a concert somewhere. I may have to preach. So yeah. we don't do no Sunday period. Yes. He uh, never did. If, if, you got to, if we had to sing someone that sad, if we go out of time. Good yes. good. If not, yes. you're free. We ain't going to so, so I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. When, when the choir starts rolling... Does your mind ever go back to the time where you told them, if I come back on the road, it'll be with a choir? Did you ever think All about All the time. And I told Slim that. We had the same high as Slim and uh, Bobby Proctor, Pastor Bishop, Bobby Proctor. Uh-huh. And Slim, hey, you got that choir right, man? You all right? <laughs> and I told us, I told you, when I come back out here, I'm going to have a yeah, choir. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to ask you another thing. What do you think it was about you where musicians wanted to be around? Well, I love music and I love musicians. Yes, sir. And it was no uh, no jealous. I want to see you at your best. Yes, sir. And if you got a talent, and I, I just believe in pushing you up to the limit. Yeah, yeah. Go, go for it, man. Yeah. If you got it, use it. Yeah. And don't let nobody else want you down with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Go yes. for it. And and they all of them want to hang around. You want to hang around. Yeah. Come on, hang in there. So now I'ma ask now I'ma ask the controversial question. Okay. I'ma set the stage, then I'm gonna ask them a really hard question. Okay. We build the church. It's packed every Sunday. We have the choir. We have you're a pastor of this big church. You have mm-hmm. a choir that's a performing choir. Mm-hmm. There has to be women everywhere. Okay. What is that like? How are you navigating the temptation of being such an influential man? Um, I gotta share this to Lance. Yes, sir. My brother-in-law used to ask. We just go go to shows and 
Ahora la idea de... Hey, 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 See, most of the guys, they see a fine lady. Oh, man, I got my hair. Hey, look, she just enjoy her beauty. Yeah. And they will come around, hey, beautiful. Hey, look, yeah. you know, I enjoy you. Yeah. But that don't mean like, hey, I had my share on the road. Yeah. The same thing I just said, man. You ain't seen nothing until you've been out to California, Las Vegas. You hate them. That's, listen to me. <laughs> now I have to, now I have to address that. I'm going to fast forward all the way to us. Listen, Rev would tell us, like, Y'all tripping. And they ain't even, y'all ain't even seen a fine woman before. <laughs> you ain't seen one, man. Y'all is tripping. I'm trying to tell y'all to chill out. <laughs> you ain't seen a fine woman, so chill out. <laughs> so, Rev, so, so, so at this point, you like, okay, I'm going to chill. I'm going to discipline myself. I've already been through that. Mm-hmm. So, how do you deal with. With the allegations of people saying, yeah, he got this church. Yeah, the choir is cool, but he does this. He does this. He over there doing that. He over there doing that. Do you think, like, what's your feeling knowing that other people and maybe even pastors, I don't know. Mm. But I know growing up what I would hear. How did you, what did you feel about those allegations and how did you navigate? Because I've never seen you break a sweat. Yeah. I've never talked to you personally about any of it. Mm-hmm. I played there. I heard it. I, you were such an instrumental part of my life that I never questioned it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now this is the time where I get to ask you, because I know people want to know. Okay. Like, what is the journey like to deal with that? I, If you don't know me, don't listen to what nobody else says. Yes, sir. That's my thing. If you want to know something, come ask me. Yeah. That song, Don't Ask My Neighbor. Who says something? <laughs> Come to me. Yeah. Who sang that song? The emotion with the emotion. Yeah, I think so. Don't ask my yeah, neighbor. Yeah, I would come to me. You want to know something? Don't run around. They said this. I was on, I was on my, I, they called me last night at 1230. Mm-hmm. 1230. I had to go take a crew to Richmond. Pick mm-hmm. them up and me mm-hmm. and take them to Richmond. Mm-hmm. I was on my way and I started laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. Going on the And let me tell you why I started hard. When people don't know you and I found out Christian folk love gossip, and they will suck in anything you put out there. <laughs> they don't investigate it or nothing. They just love it. They put something out there, I got to tell you. Yeah. And so what I was laughing about, starting at Glory Baptist, yeah. I had a secretary. Her name was Gloria. Yeah. Gloria had been through two bad marriages. Yeah. Okay. The liaison yeah. committed leader, he's white. Yeah. I had three white couples in the church up under me, uh-huh. Southern Baptist. They was in there observing, watching, see how I do things. And I'm cool with it. I've done my homework. I hope you've done yours. Yeah. So when I stand behind the pulpit, you can ask me anything. Yeah. After I finish, I've done my homework to, yes, sir. to, to the limit. Yes, sir. So anyhow, the Jerry Butler was passing at the time. I'm mm-hmm. a social. He, he comes in. He said, Ricky, the word is all over town. That you and Gloria was at the water fountain. They caught you in the water fountain. You was performing oil sex on her. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's wild. 
bust out and go to laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, laugh. <laughs> Gloria's sitting behind the desk. My second day, she's crying. You know, she's been through two marriages. She don't need this to be out like that. And so it went on. He went to the house and different women would tell mm-hmm. on me and say this and say that. You know, news everywhere. All them, child, all up in New York. Everywhere. Good God, it's traveling. Oh, they were just traveling. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so. My car broke down. The uh-huh. passes hit his, his BMW is in Raleigh. Uh-huh. So Gloria only had the car secretary. And so she gonna take him to Raleigh. So all the three of us, she's come ride with us, Ricky. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. right. So he said he drive he was sitting in the front. He said, Pastor Dodge, I got to ask you this. <laughs> I said, What is it, man? When I told you what the people were saying about you, uh, you just bust out with laughing. Glory was crying, and he said, why are you laughing? I said, let's put it like this. I'm a thinker, okay? I ain't got time for no bullseye. I'm a thinker, okay? <laughs> yeah. I went downtown, and I brought the GED program at my church, okay? I went downtown. I got the Narcotics Anonymous coming to my church. Yeah. All of them on the same hall where the water fountain. Ronald Burke, Ronald Derby come here every hour on the hour. So all day long from starting in the morning, people are coming through that. Yeah. I got three floors in this building. And if I want to lay with any woman, I take them on one of them floors. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I going to drop my drawers at a water fountain? And the, and the, and the <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, that is very, that is very smart. <laughs> no, seriously. Use common sense now. If I yeah. don't do that. Right. Yeah, man. Right. It don't make sense. And the crazy thing, her ex-husband, second mm-hmm. ex-husband, she had him. We back at the church. She had he had him on speakerphone. Now he's not in wow. church. And he said he called. He said, hey, what's a girl? New York. He said, hey, what's going on? He said, you know what I'm calling. She said, yeah. He said, uh, what's going on? He said, what's this mess about you and the pastor being caught and doing it in the hallway there? And she said, what do you think? He said, I know better. He went to cuss, you know. Mm-hmm. He said, You got a house over there on Glendale, the kids in school, one of them in college. You got all that Hughes church. And I said, Y'all stupid. <laughs> now, here's a man not even in church. Yeah. So he said, I know they got all yeah. the rooms they can go there. You have to do it in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. But you asked them, Christopher. Yeah, you hear what that's not your yeah. That's what I said. They yeah. believe that they just want some good old juice of God. Yeah. So, so do you think, do you think people were just intimidated by what you were doing and what was going on. So did you ever have like, did did you have like preacher friends? No. I went to the anniversary and you were there every time before I close out. I tell the audience, look out for your pastor. Yeah. I'm a pastor preacher. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to lift you up. I don't care how much you tear me down. Okay, how much you tell me that? This is <laughs> man. I'm gonna lift you. Up. I can't. Right. Let me, let me, 
one lady called me. She said, you know they're talking about you. The news all over town, wasn't it? You got that 14-year-old girl pregnant. I said, really? Yeah. And you should be shaming yourself. In that. I said, okay. There's a 14-year-old girl in my conversation. I got her pregnant. Where's the mom and daddy? If I got a 14-year-old daughter pregnant, pregnant girl by pregnant. the pastor, I'm going to want to talk to the pastor. Yeah. And they said they're going to just leave. But they ain't going to be no leaving. No, no. We're going to talk. And ain't nobody said nothing to me. I'm trying to figure out who the 14-year-old is. Yeah. And what she said, I said, let me tell you, I don't know where you got the mess from. Don't you call and say nothing else to me about that mess. Yeah. And if you can't bring the people that said it. Yes, Lord. Don't, don't repeat it. Yes. Yes, man. So that's just me. I, I had one, one a distant one. This was. This was got me and Cynthia. Mm-hmm. There was a family, a young lady. She went through the drug class. Mm-hmm. She was trying to get on the feet. Yeah. But the kids, you know, they picked on them real good. They dying in the city, and they stink. Mm-hmm. So Cynthia and I went and got their clothes, and we washing them so she can go to school. She's going to school in Raleigh, and we're trying to help them out. Her brother moves in with him. He's mm-hmm. from New York. Now, during that time, People would just ride by shooter. The drug was so bad in Wilson, so it didn't yeah. make no sense. Yeah. So Eric called me. He said, man, I think one of your members, uh, this guy, that brother, somebody in the house, and they already done shot up two or three houses. Woo! Uh, they ain't playing about their money. I said, uh, I'm on it. Yeah. So I went to her house. I knocked at the door. How you doing, sister? She said, I said, your brother here? Yeah. He laying on the couch. Oh, I was packed. <laughs> I say, man, he laying on the couch. Yeah, hey, you don't remember, don't you? If you don't get your behind out of this house, yeah, the police ain't gonna have to come get you. <laughs> and I told him, look, I love those kids. They trying to make it. Your sister's trying to make it. And you land up in this house. I understand that I'm sending a note here and saying they will shoot this house up. Now, you're going to stand the chance, your niece and nephew, you hiding out and you owe these folks some money. No, they ain't going to get you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> right. I said, you got to the end of the day, get your mess and get out of here. Yeah. Oh, okay. So his mother called me from New York. She said, Pastor Daughter, she told me. She said, oh, she heard what's going on. She said, do you know the people he owed me? And I said, no. She said, can you find out? I said, I can find out. And she said, would you get how much he owed? I'm going to wire you the money. And you pay them? I said, I can do that. She wired me through Western Union. I hit the streets. Yes, sir. The guys found out how much he owed. So I called a drug dealer. Hey, look, man, meet over there. Let me stay. I got your money there. You met a drug dealer to pay a debt on behalf. So you you pay the son's debt because the mom said, can you pay the debt? You go meet the drug dealer at Fleming Stadium and give him the money? She wired the money. I went because she didn't want her son dead. Now, here's the thing. Three days later, I'm going into church. Yes, sir. Two guys sitting on the steps, young guy. Hey, you pass a daughter? I said, yeah, what's up? What's up, guy? We need some help. What, what kind of trouble you in? We hear you pay off drug debt. <laughs> <laughs> I said, look, look, young man. This guy's mother had to help him out. I don't yeah. pay you no debts. Whatever you owe them drug dealers, go pay them. Wow. All they want to do is get paid. Yeah. Leave them alone. Give them their money. You gonna yeah. don't play like that. Don't play like that. Give them their money. You can't give us nothing. Nope. I don't have money like that. Yeah. Then 
He got the choir member selling drugs for him. <laughs> he pimping the choir now. All of them in there, they work for him. That's why he's so popular. <laughs> Man, it was one thing after another, one thing after another. But they couldn't stop the growth. They couldn't stop people from coming. <clears throat> so, yeah, they got through that. As much as a given, much is required. Yes, sir. And that church was, I can, now that I'm thinking about it, it can be very intimidating. Okay, I'll put it like this. How long did it take between the time you became the pastor and the time that it was full to capacity? Three years. C. Now imagine a pastor that's been in the city 10 years with 12 members. Him and his 12 members ain't with it, Tank. They not with that. They not with it. They gonna make up some, They have to discredit it mm. because they weren't able to accomplish it. You about to say something? They have to discredit it because they weren't able to accomplish it. So you just roll with the punches. No. You just keep growing. Keep growing. You keep building. So the church does like a major like three-year spike and mm. the 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 choir is traveling too. What year is this? Ooh, can you remember, Tank? <laughs> Tank, what year is the church at its height? Uh, Who's playing 80, there? That'll help you. Ninety. Who's that? About ninety-eight, ninety-nine. How old are you? I'm sixteen, seventeen. Because was it Nate? Huh? Was Nate playing Bankstown? Nate and Braswell were playing. So the height. Of Glory Baptist was Nate and Braswell. Mm -hmm. They were the musicians once it got to the pinnacle. Well, they were in the middle because y'all came in and we were still going. Yes. So there was y'all right in the middle. So it was Nate Braswell, and then they started leaving Young Band. But we're because remember when y'all came in, even when we were doing rehearsals, we were still show, we were still doing shows. Yeah. We were still out and we still had people coming. So yeah, like ninety eight. To 2000, because yeah, right about 2000, 2001. That's when we came. And it was okay. still up. So the church is growing. <clears throat> I'm trying to make sure I'm not missing anything important. So you navigate the rumors. The church is going. The choir is going. You've done the album already by now. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm going to take you. Uh, now I want to talk music again for just a second. Okay. You have these band members. They come in, they come out, they play when they can, and that's just the vibes. So Tank has a bright idea to let young people play. Mm-hmm. What, when he first tells you, the first time he say, hey, I want to get a young band, what you tell him? Man, I don't feel like wearing no children. <laughs> straight up. Straight up. <coughs> yeah. I was looking for musicians that already knew. Yes, sir. How to play. Yes, sir. That we could come in and train. Yes, sir. But I didn't know when he told me when he told me about you said that this is the guy he knows all his keys. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. Want to meet him. <laughs> yeah. Chris, yeah. Chris came first time. Yeah. Chris came for <laughs> Kevin with that. He said, Chris. Said, mm, mm. <laughs> took me the first y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so Kevin let me see. He ain't gonna make it. <laughs> so Kevin was there on organ. And y'all was trying to get a keyboard player. 
Yeah. But y'all wanted a keyboard player. Yeah. So Chris comes and he don't cut the mustard the first time. Yeah, no, he, he, he didn't get it at all. Huh? He, he had a good heart. I know, I know Kathy. You know, yeah, him, but, but yeah. he won't cut the mustard. <laughs> so then fast forward. So after Chris auditions the first time, how long do you go before you actually say you want to, your dad to try it? Um, it was about four months because Nate had got the call with Kirk Carr. Okay. And I was like, uh-oh, here we go. Uh, we got to figure this thing out. And then Kevin was, I think he was going to move back to New York. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, yeah. back to New York. And I'm like, I'm looking at this schedule. We got, we got yeah. things. Like, we still got shows. Yeah. He said, he said, I ain't going to be with no kids. <laughs> so listen, so what made you, so your first initial response is, I ain't finna worry with no kids. What made you be like, all right, cool, I'll try, we could try it. Well, uh, he told me, Tank was like, daddy, uh, we he talked about you, so he really played, you know, he knows kids. And uh, I forgot who the other guy was. And Tank, I said, well, Tank, it's like this. If you can get him in here, some time with him, I work with him. Yeah, I work with him. Yeah, I said, but it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a journey. I let him know, but we gonna have to work, work hard because yeah. we gonna have to have it right. That yeah. was my that was my thing. Yeah, making sure it's right. Yeah, making, making sure it's right. Yeah, uh, we can work with the young people, but just make sure the stuff right. And yeah, he, he put his heart in it. I so when I it. so when I came for the first rehearsal, did you believe it was possible after that? Yeah, I hear you play when I hear you play. I said, who this little guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Taylor said, just Roger, Roger. That's it. I said, that little, that little joker can play, man. He was going over the head going like that. I said, yeah, I can work yeah. with him. Work and with D, him. at the time, I remember because D was not, was he playing at all or he was still being taught? I gave D a book. You gave him that book? Uh, it was a encyclopedia. Key. Wait, 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 wait. The infamous chord encyclopedia. You gave that to him? I didn't know that. Yeah. I said, you need to learn the key every day on this. And he'd come in, well, just, I learned this and I learned that. I said, hey, man, you know all right. He would learn the key every week. He'd tell me, show him the key. He learned. Okay. So we finally come in there. Me and D are in there off day one. But then we tried Keith Sampson. Shout out to Keith Sampson. He's playing. And then was it that he could? Either way, the key bass, we got sick. <laughs> I got sick of the key bass. Rev didn't mind it. But let me tell you why, Rev. Let me tell you why I got sick of key bass. Because Rev did not care that I was playing two things at one time. The bass need to sound like the bass. And your right hand need to sound like the bass. And I need you to do both of them. <laughs> And I don't need you to miss a lick, neither. <laughs> I was like, boy, I cannot keep doing this. This is but I need to hear that bass line. I got to hear that bass line. You got to hear that bass line. <laughs> he was drilling us, boy. He was drilling us. So if you know the story, you know the story. The band members come. I'm going to tell this. Should I tell it from his perspective? Okay. So when I'm there, D is there. We're playing. We're playing with Keith. So when we go to... What were we doing? Greenville. Greenville Convention Center. Hotel. Hotel. I keep saying Convention Center. Hotel. What were we there for? 
um, it was a banquet. Uh huh. And the choir was the guest music. Okay. We was we was there to do the. Every time they had a, a section, we'd go up and sing. Yeah. And, and, yes. And uh, I think when everything was over, that's when y'all saw Chris. Yes. And Tank called me. He said, Daddy, you remember that little guy that came the one time and he couldn't play? I said, yeah. He said, he said, Daddy, he on bass guitar now. I said, what is it? He said, Daddy, he know our CD. Yeah. So note we, from note. So we heard him and then you reported back. Yeah, I wasn't going to tell him. My okay, so yes, let's tell it. Let's tell it. Okay, then I'm going to get back to you. So this is how I have. I did, yes, you were not there. We had to check. I said, Tank, I don't care if the only thing he know is this CD. If he know it, hire him. So we went to the church. We did our thing. Da, 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 da. He did know the songs. Jalea, sorry. I got that from Jalea. So we play. He know the songs. I'm like, Tank, he's hired. Okay. So, yeah, we go through the songs. He knows them. We hire him. So at this point, we get Chris. How long after did we get G? Mm, probably about three months. Who, G? Terrell. Tell it, tell it, tell it, tell it. Terrell came in. He said, hey, real. I said, what's up, man? I wanted to be in the band. I said, uh, what can you play? Nothing. We was getting ready to go on a show with Albertina Walker uh-huh. uh, at Fight High School. <laughs> I said, I tell you what, I want you to study Earth, Wind, and Fire. Nothing but the brass. <laughs> Everything you hear on the brass, I want you to learn how to just play. Hear it in your head. Now I'm going to my hood. I said, I ain't going to play. I said, but Jamal, know how to play it. I said, he's going to show you what to play. And I want you to do exactly what he said. I said, we're going to put you in the circle. Yes, <laughs> Lord. Put you in the circle. And so wait, with- wait. We have to because we have love. I have to. I have to explain it because we got guests in here that don't know the story. So I got to tell the story for y'all and love that's sitting over there. <laughs> Here's the circle. So love, audience. The circle is okay. So Rev, of course, had the typical like church setting with like a little big like stage where you walk up like three steps and then you sit. So he had this thing where. We should all know the same way he said he knew everybody's part. You should know his part. You should know his part. You should know what he's thinking before he think it. Mm-hmm. So the way we're going to accomplish that, we're not going to sit in a line because you can't see but one person on the other side of you mm-hmm. if you're sitting in a line. But if we're sitting in this circle, all y'all can see each other. Right. So every single gesture, facial expression, chord, y'all going to know. Exactly. So then he says, so then we have this before Terrell. Mm-hmm. So then now we go back. So you say, all right, we're going to put him in a circle. Terrell knows nothing. He knows nothing. He nothing. don't know how to play nothing at all. But he's Bo Peep's son. Bo said, hey, Rev, I got my son. We need to get him off the street. Because it's either this or I don't know what's going to happen to him. So he comes. We teach him. He's there. And then how long before Antonio Hart? Probably about another month. That was like a month and a half. So another month and a half. Antonio Hart comes. I'm I'm blazing by the story so that I can so that y'all can see how many young boys it was so that I can ask him the questions about it. Okay, so now y'all we build the band one person at a time. We build the circle. The full circle is formed and we're rehearsing and stuff. But here's what I want to ask you: What gave you the patience 
to after Tank said what he said, you give him the responsibility. But then you're there with us every time. Why? Well, Tank knew what he, you know, we know dealing with the young people, and he's going to be there as that leader. But I had the experience on the road. Yes, sir. And I wanted to make sure. Now, he got to concentrate on drum. He ain't got time to be trying to go about <laughs> what everybody else is doing. He got to feel it, lock it in, just like you do. Yes, sir. I got to be that lead singer. Yes, sir. So I need to know how y'all feeling so y'all can help me feel the way I need to feel out there in the front. Yes, sir. And, 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 and saying that, and I remember when uh, we went to St. Peter's, we had to perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, friends couldn't make it. Uh-huh. And I told them that was the best feeling because I didn't have to look back at y'all to say nothing. That was the best feeling because they already feel me. Yeah. We don't work together so long. They feel me. Yeah. And that's a good flow, man. And that's yeah. what I was looking for. I wanted to be there so you could feel me. Yes, I could sir. feel every instrument. I could yes, feel all sir. of it. That was the preference of being there. Yes, sir. And the crazy thing is we he everything that he had ever learned, he shared it. And that's what was crazy. Like the dudes, and I'm talking about, he taught us the on stage dudes and don'ts. <laughs> And the offstage dude. <laughs> he tried his best. Boy, we failed miserably. Because half the stuff we didn't listen to. But he told us. Some stuff some stuff used to happen. I used to be like, Rev, try to tell us this go happen, man. I think we should have listened to him. So we're going through this. We learn. We grow. Eventually, we all start to grow up. Mm. You're still doing your thing. One by one, we all leave. You're still the pastor of Glory Baptist. Mm-hmm. The membership starts to decline. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling anything about like? Because I'm sure you're seeing the decline. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about the decline? But at that time when I started seeing it, and I think when it first started, the decline, uh, a, a young man got shot. Right across the street at a store. Mm-hmm. It happened twice. And both time, both time it happened, they put it on the news. He got shot in Glory Baptist parking lot. So now, five points now, name is getting like, it's so dangerous to go over there. It's just dangerous to go over in five points. So now when, even when we were starting to have different services, and we get preachers to come. Uh, we can't get nobody to go over there. With a uh, it, it's kind of rough over there, real. You know, they're afraid this car gonna get evangelized. You know, and somebody gonna do this in my car, and somebody gonna get hurt, get shot. Oh my! And we had to go down to the whistle daily time and tell them to stop you know, putting that in the paper like that because every time every time a court case came up with an incident, it was. Where they got shot in Glory Baptist parking lot. But the guy shot between the bus. He was at that fence. Yeah. And so the people didn't get killed in the parking lot. And that's what it was sounding like. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was so weird. Um, uh, one incident happened. It was a wedding uh, at the church. And um, so we couldn't get nobody to work with uh, the wedding party. They was uh, decorating. Mm-hmm. And it was a Saturday morning. 
Mm-hmm. And so Cynthia and I went out there to assist them, make sure they can get in the building and everything. So it ain't even 12 o'clock yet. It's you're leading up to 12 o'clock. And three girls are there. And she said, I need to go to the my car and get some stuff out. Yeah. Mind you, she parked right in front of the church door. Uh-huh. And she got to go out to the car and get some stuff out of the car. So she looks at the other girl and said, I need to go to the car and get some stuff out. She said, okay. And they kept doing what they were doing. She said, duh. And she said, I need to go to the car. And the other girl, two girls, and they stopped and they looked. She said, do you know where we at? Wow. And they said, we in five point. And it's all right. So the, all three of them had to go out together. Wow. To the car. It parked right there in front of the door. That's just how bad it got. Yeah. So people are like, hey, we going there? It's too dangerous to go over there. It's too yeah. dangerous to go there. You know what I'm And you saw started declining. Yeah. More and more and more. We have night service and nobody's come in. Yeah. It's too dangerous to go over there. And how are you feeling about that? Right now, it kind of bothered me somewhere up in there because I'm like, you go everywhere else. <laughs> Low-key everywhere, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you go everywhere else. They're yeah. shooting and killing everywhere else. Yeah. Like, uh, come on, what's the real reason? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, do you think that some people used it's dangerous over there to cover up for the real reason they wanted to leave? Yeah. <sighs> what do you think some of those reasons might have been. But uh, a lot of them, they couldn't have their way. Mm, interesting, Rev. <laughs> they, could, they couldn't have their way. And I won't be in it. <laughs> At all. I, Rev don't I, be in it. I mean, we, I had a lot of ladies come down. They wanted to do this. and They got good ideas. But the next thing was Sunday School Bible Study. Facts. Yeah, Facts. Really, we going to do that. We going to do that. <laughs> and if you can't do that, you know what I mean? I didn't want to cook. And I had one, one lady, man. She wanted to give me the key to her house and... Fell in love with Tank and Cynthia and they want to cook for us and everything. Uh, when I bought a recliner just for me at her house, it's oh God, she was a, a certified chef, you know, and she yeah. had a restaurant. And every time she came to me, she said, and I want to do this and I want to do this. I said, don't forget Sunday School Bible Study. She want to do all of this and overlook. What I'm trying to get you to see, yes, you uh, need to be in the Sunday school Bible study. Yeah, man. It's all right. You got all these ideas, but you need to be learning something else. You yeah. need to feel us. She yeah. didn't want to do it. We had a lot of people leave because of that. Wow. So you're you're there. This starts to happen. People leaving. They can't have their way. Other people leaving because it's dangerous. Now I'm going to get into the nitty gritty part of the closing chapter of Glory Baptist. Okay. So from the time of the decline to when the chapter closed, you had a transition yourself. Okay. So I want you to explain the transition because I'm sure you were having thoughts and studying and researching before it even became public. Okay. Mm -hmm. So talk me through what the process was like before it became public. And then we'll explain what, the thing is. Okay. I had, me and my told you, I've done a lot of study at them. Yeah. I was looking at words. Yes, sir. That I didn't hear preachers say or using. I, when I, I had a old middle-aged man. Mm-hmm. He had taught seminary 
and he was on break. I think it was Chicago somewhere. Mm-hmm. He was on break, and he wound up a new court where I worked at. So uh-huh. when I told him I was getting ready to go into the ministry, he said to me, he said, good, good. And he said, uh, I said, I'm going to do my uh, sermon. He said, uh, okay, good. He said, uh, can you break down the blood covenant from Genesis to Revelation? I'm in a hole in this church. Ain't nobody never talking about no blood covenant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! So, yeah! So I said, no. He said, who in the world going to let you preach? Ooh. So he said, I'm going to take you to seminary. He'll work. Okay. He said, you need this book, you need that book, yeah. and you need that book. Mm-hmm. And one of the main things, he said, he wrote a line. It was a Hebrew-Greek concordance. Mm-hmm. Okay? I called every pastor that I could think of, different people. Did you ever hear it? No, no. I wound up going to Wilmington, mm-hmm. and I walked in the Books of Million. Mm-hmm. And I, this old elderly white couple, then and I, I first the lady, and I said, I need to order this book. Mm-hmm. And she said, what school are you going to? How do you know about this book? Who told you about this book? Hmm. I mean, like, I'm getting ready to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody heard of the book, right? The book is older than Tank. Yeah. Tank's a little, little baby. Yeah. Uh, I got my, my case down, but I done used it. So he, she goes in the back and get the old white man. He comes out. So he gave me the third degree. Who told you about this book? How you know about the book? So when it came, it took like two weeks. The book come back. I go down to Wilmington, pick it up. And I come back. And he told me, he showed me how to look up the Latin, Hebrew, Greek words mm-hmm. by the numbers. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking at words. And I'm looking at stuff in the Bible that, I ain't know nobody. I ain't heard no preacher say this. Yeah. So that's when my amen changed to well, because <laughs> you saying stuff now. I know you ain't read that right. I know you ain't read this right. Mm. So now I'm looking at stuff with a lot of questions. Mm. Okay, that changed my whole perspective yeah. of the Bible now. Yeah. And I'm looking at, looking at this and with that, let's say Noah's Ark. And when you do the measurement of what's in the Bible, you can fit that ark in your backyard. <laughs> Pull out the measurement next time you get it. Brother Max, if you ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this stuff that I'm reading, I'm looking at. It just ain't adding up. <laughs> so now I got all the questions. I'm preaching, man, but it still was a lot of questions because now I'm learning new words and mm. I'm asking folks about stuff. Cynthia and I hadn't gotten married. And I was reading the book and I said to Cynthia, and I was on a hook down and I said, where's the kingdom of God? And in that scripture it said, when you're breaking it down in the other Bible, it said, if someone say the kingdom of God is here, there, it said the kingdom of God comes without observation. I mean, you can't see it. Yeah. Okay? Yes, sir. So he said, if someone say the kingdom is over here, kingdom just don't go. Because the kingdom of God is without observation. 
Where is it? It's in you. Yeah, man. So now I'm looking at call Cynthia. Where's the kingdom of God? You read this? Yeah. And so every time I'm reading something, I call a preacher or some preachers I know. Oh, you're making too much out of it. You're making too much out of it. I'm looking up stuff. And they tell they basically telling you you're doing you're too much. You're making too much out of it. And I, now I'm getting upset because a lot of stuff now. So I start winging off and doing what I do. So Ridge Crest thing, I had was going, uh, starting Glory Baptist. I was going to Ridge Crest. So I'm looking at all these professors, different things they say, going to seminary. Yeah. And all that. I got in Glory Baptist because the leads on, white guy said, they introduced me to take over the church. Yeah. When uh, Jerry Butler left. Yeah. He said, Ricky Dostridge, uh, married to Cynthia, he got a son, Tank. Uh, Ricky graduated from Shaw University and da 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 And you got like six or seven white brothers sitting here and a mean sector we on the black. I raised my hand. Uh, I don't even know how to get to Shaw University. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're so inspired on the word and da 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 wow. I, I just don't know how that got in my notes. I know how you get in there because you said that every Sunday wanted me to say something wrong. And, but now I'm using words. I'm saying words that you didn't think I should know about. And you don't even know the words. So now you want to criticize my preaching. Anyhow, so now it's a lot of stuff I'm reading and I'm studying. I'm looking. I'm looking at this. I'm not getting no answers. Yes, sir. So now I go to Tank Gabriel to go to college. Mm-hmm. Tank to college. And uh, Terry Robinson, mm-hmm. which is Smokey Robinson's son. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went there, went to his brother, Miguel Nunez. We yeah. all like that, hanging in. We just laughed. So we get back to the house, and one of the guys there, he had a video. Uh, he told Tank to pick out some videos. He told Cynthia to pick out videos. He said, I got some videos. And he said, this one is for you. I looked at it, put it aside, get home, pick mm-hmm. it up, pick it up. You got to pick it up. I finally picked it up, stuck it in it. It said, name up was Hidden Colors. Ooh-wee. Hidden colors. Now they got hidden colors. Two, three, four, and five. Yes, sir. So I'm looking at the stuff. Uh-huh. I'm looking at us. Who we are. Yes, sir. Where we came from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what they did to us. Mm-hmm. How do we get the mentality that we have? Yes, sir. And now I'm I'm going on another journey now. Yeah. Because right now I'm like, dang. Who am I? I preach this. Now I'm researching that. Yeah. Something is not adding up. Yeah. Come on, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's not adding up. Yeah. So uh, Frances Cresswell, I think was her name. Uh, In the video, she said, you know, it's a shame how they did us in religion. In that video. And I was like, what did they do? Phil Valentine was one of the uh, researchers and professors in Black Guy. Mm-hmm. He was a reverend. Mm-hmm. He was talking about Beethoven, music and all. Beethoven, when he split his hands up to get the keys, that's why hard to get some of his notes. And, and it goes through all of this. So she said, uh, what they did was religion. She goes through the part of them whipping us mm-hmm. till we understand who Jesus is. The same way in your name be Toby, Roots, the video, Roots. Mm-hmm. They did it. Mm-hmm. And then they start showing all of this. And I'm like, dang, 
Whoa, whoa, no, no. So now my next step was, let's see about this Bible we got. Okay. Who is King James? That's a good question. I can't. I'm not giving it a test. That's an amazing question. <laughs> and, and I looked it up. Child molester, homosexual, murderer. And I'm like, this can't be the Bible that I preach from. Mm. The King James. Cause that's the that's the that's the <laughs> to some people translations are not the authentic word of God. It's the King James. The King James. That's the Bible, and they are gonna keep that Bible as long as the Masons and you got lawyers and stuff in charge because it's coded. Mm. Now I'm reading this stuff and I'm blown away. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, I can't believe this. I can't, I can't, I can't. I start right here. So are, mm, so are you? <laughs> I know you are, but I'm going to ask for you to answer it. You are you struggling within yourself? No, no, no. So at this point, at that point, that was yes. At that point, what was the conflict? Well, because I'm saying one thing in the pulpit, but my research is saying something else. So now I'm going days, night, not sleeping, eyes getting black, and I just can't sleep now because I got to know truth. Yes, I just want to know facts, truth. Don't go tell me this and that. Uh, I want to know who King James. I want to know how he get the right. Who you know? You read them names. Who in the heck are these people? <laughs> I don't know who. I know Juwan. I know you. But if you write a book, I can read it. But who are these people? We talking about? Hey, you know King. It's in that King James. Who in the heck is King James? You don't know who he is. <laughs> so, so, so now here I am. I one night I just couldn't sleep. Uh huh. And I'm now don't. Care what nobody say. I got to find out some more. I gets in the car. I fill it up, mm-hmm. and I stomp the pedal to the metal. I hit ninety five. Yes, sir. And the last thing I remember, my speed limit was hundred ten. Mm. I'm flying just like this, crying, tears. I'm, I'm just crying. Why right are now. you crying? Because now, my whole thing of all those years is changing. It's changing. What I've been taught all my life is changing. So where do I go from here? How do I deal with this? I got to the problem doing the revival. And I was reading a study on the name of Jesus. I called a friend of mine. I know he was from another country. I said, uh, I'm going to ask you something. I said, call me. He said, what is it, Dutchess? Come on by. <laughs> and I said, I got a question. He said, what is it? I said, when I pray, do I have to say in Jesus' name? He said, oh, I see you be study. I see you be study. And he said, let me ask you a question. I said, sit down. You have siblings? I said, yes. He said, your father and mother live? I said, yes. He said, when you want to talk to your father, do you need their permission to talk to your father? Hmm. I said, no. He said, okay. Jesus is not the father. Right. You talk to the father straight now that you're family. Mm. Don't need no permission from Jesus. Mm. So we are talking. So to pray to God. Why? So now I'm asking honest questions to know. Mm-hmm. Why do we say in Jesus name? Because that's what we was taught. And the scripture said. When he said, no, no one comes to the Father except, except through me. me. 
Yes. Yeah. So the only way to get to God from what we've been taught is through Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what we were taught. So then you research and you're finding out. Do you are you finding out that you can talk to God without having to go through Jesus? Oh yes. Okay. And the reason why? Because I found that God is in you. Remember, I said what I do. The kingdom mm-hmm. of God is in you. So Rev, you are flipping everything. So at this point, are you still at this point? Are you still preaching? Like, are you still pastoring Glory Baptist at this point? Well, Glory you, Baptist no longer exists. By the time you ask the man, mm-hmm. Glory Baptist no longer exists. So no, we, no, no. I'm the Glory Baptist. But still at Glory Baptist. Yes. I, I was doing revival. Yes. Doing wedding. Nobody yes. didn't know what yes. I was going through. Yes. Okay. Uh, at that night, that ride. Yes. I came home and Cynthia was getting ready to go to work. Uh-huh. And she said to me, she said, Ricky, what's wrong with you? Because I'm now, I'm, I'm upstairs, books everywhere. I'm in the library, I'm calling. She said, what's wrong with you? You're not sleeping. You're not going to bed. Uh, and she said, Ricky, what's wrong? I said, Cynthia, I just want to know truth. Woo! And she said, you got the truth. What up, y'all? I'm Rajay. And I want to say first, thank y'all for the support. Thank y'all for the love. And thank y'all for watching and listening to this podcast. We really don't take it for granted. Hey, if y'all want to continue to support us by spending y'all money, I got a way for y'all to do that. Y'all go to rajxshaw.com and pick up that Make It Happen hoodie today. Life be crazy, but we still got to do what? Make it happen. Gang. I said, what truth? She said, you got the Bible. I said, that ain't good enough. Whoa! She looked like me like this. I said, listen, I'm not crazy. I'm not demon possessed, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to go look up and find out who King James. So you, instead of, instead of responding to her in a way to cause controversy, you just gave her an assignment. Exactly. <laughs> she said, she wouldn't look that. I said, when you finish that, look up King James. Where it come from, Dada? She called me from work that second day. She said, is this true? <laughs> we never asked the question, who was King James? And she said, let me ask you this. Why did they stop using the Geneva Bible? Mm. The Geneva, Geneva Bible is before King James. Okay. Our country decided to use King James and stuck with King James. I don't care what else you want. Like I told you, they ain't going to switch. <laughs> They're not going to switch. He got that eye too. I'm telling you now, it's coded. It's coded. A lot of codes is in there. Yeah, okay. Lawyers, judges, all of them know. I found it out. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got FBI friends. <laughs> and so now I'm like this, huh? And she called me, she said, Rick, is this true? She said, the Geneva Bible said this and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it's, it's all about us as black people. I said, exactly. Mm. All that was hid from us. Mm-hmm. And she said, Lord, Ricky, have we really been lied to us all that? I said, hey, man, of been lied. And so she started her journey. She started reading. Going to pull this up. She called me. I saw this and I saw that. So you got all these hundreds and thousands of Bible that's before King James. So you ask the question, why they kept switching? So you could go back and find mistakes in the Bible and they say, here's the word of God. Here's the word of God. Infallible word of God. Exactly. To be, to be, exactly. To be exact, that's the term that's used. But see, here's the thing. Let, let me ask you this. Now, and I use this when I'm talking to people and I'm trying to make sense to them, right? Yes, sir. Okay. 
Let's say you save. Yes, sir. And I'm not safe. Yes, sir. Okay, let's, let's use them. You wake up one morning, you go to work, Nash Street, every day. <clears throat> you know your way to work. That's yes, where sir. you go. I go the same route. You say, I'm not safe. Anyway, every day. Okay? He's setting it up pretty too. Setting it up every day. <laughs> so one morning you get up. Ah, uh, this something said, don't go that route. I'm going to cut through there and look at something. something. I want to check this out. Uh-huh. And you go down another route. Uh-huh. I get up, same feeling. I go another route. Ten minutes later, you hear the earthquake right in the middle of Nash Street. Mm. And a lot of people went down in the hole. Mm. And you time and say, if I'd have went that way, I'd have been, I'd in, been the in the hole. I've done the same thing. Who led you not to go that route? <laughs> you being saved would say, Lord, mm, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost led me not to go that way. But I ain't saved. Who led me? Yes, sir. <laughs> that same intuition that you had, I got it. Mm. You call it the Holy Ghost. I say intuition. Yeah. Okay? Yes, sir. Now, see, when you go to read the study and get deep into it, I have to use scripture to people that talk to me. Mm-hmm. There's a scripture, I want to say Luke, where the scribes and the Pharisees were trying to kill Jesus, and they said, we're not to destroy you because of the miracles and the sign that you've done. We're out to destroy you because you made yourself equal with God. Mm. I and the Father's one. That's what he said. So Jesus did not quote. He said, does not the scripture say, and he quote from Psalm, mm-hmm. that we all are God's? Mm. First thing the Christians say, yeah, small g. Who in the heck told you it was a small g? Because you saw the small g. He ain't Jesus in about no small g. He said the, you were God. Because at the end of the day, if we re- if we really break down a capital letter or a lowercase letter, like that's stuff we made up for real. Exactly. Letters being lowercase or uppercase or whatever, we made that stuff up. <clears throat> so I can understand why you would ask the question. What's the what's the difference in the G? The difference in the G for us, babe, you help me out, is the big G would mean Supreme. And then little G would mean like regular people. Mm-hmm. And are you saying that that don't matter? It don't matter. That's not what he said. He said we all are gods. That's not the scripture say. That's the key word. The yes, scripture sir. said yes, we sir. all are gods. Yes, sir. Now here's the thing. Who was he talking to? They already set murder in their heart to mm. kill him. And he's not telling them they gods. Mm. Yeah, man. You got to read it. It's in there. It's <laughs> yes, in there. Sir. I don't read it hundreds of times. Yes, sir. So you got to look at how they, they word it. So you can go in there and find that stuff that was in the other Bibles. It's mm-hmm. not in there. And then I asked him, why did Roman Catholic got 97 books? Or 90, is it 97? 6 97. Uh, and we only have 66 books in the Bible. So you got to look at the difference here. Different there, all this stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. Everything is going on. Man, they played us hard. <laughs> oh, they, they really played. Oh, I, I, I got one man. I got one man, really good. 
You heard of Hercules, right? Hercules, 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 yeah. Hercules' mother was pregnant by an angel. Mm. So you got all the other gods. Mm -hmm. Cubit. Hold back there, bro. (laughs) All these gods. You got 35 saviors out there that's older than Jesus. Interesting. Hold on, wait. You're saying that there are saviors before Jesus? Yeah. Okay. Same story. Okay. Same story. And so Mm -hmm. you're looking at stuff, and I'm pulling up stuff that we didn't know to hear from us. One lady said, you always trying to do something, da 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 She said, I don't believe in this. I said, I'm going to ask you one question, and then I'm going to leave you alone. And uh, she said, Shoot. She spoke with a Bible scholar. She thought she would. Mm-hmm. I said, who was Adam's first wife? She said, first wife? What you mean first wife? He hit Eve. It's Adam and Eve. I said, no, it won't. You finna blow my mind. I'm going to just let you go. Oh, y'all, y'all can look at it and pull it up. Who was Adam's first wife? Her name was Lilith. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> my wife booked. And there, Lily was his first wife. So these are stories that they were getting ready to use, but they didn't use. So you got stuff like that that people don't know. So, okay. So now, let me break it down what Rev is saying. Rev is saying, for those of us who live and die by the 66 books, there's 30 more books that would give you more context to the entire Bible just alone. No. Before answering questions. I mean, before asking questions, we don't even have the whole Bible. Well, that's some lost books of the Bible. Okay. The lost books of the Bible. So you ask, uh, go and read some of them other Bibles. Yeah. You read some of them and see what they got in there. Yeah. yeah. And see what all the mistakes that's in the Bible. Yeah. Because they was copying from the wall. Okay. Africa. And so you got all these mistakes in there. Yeah. And I started seeing that. I said, oh, God, where did they get that from? Where yeah. did they get that story from? So what they did, they copied a lot of story. African story is in the Bible. Mm. They changed them, moved them around, pleasurized them, fixed them up. Like the way they want to fix them up. Mm. But if you start going all the way back to the wall, you'll say, oh, that's where they got that from. Ooh. So. I started doing all of that, man. Yeah. Researching, pulling up stuff, yeah. going out to the library, pulling up yeah. man. And it just got me to the point. I'm like, oh, I can't say that no more. I can't. So, perfect. So when you stop saying stuff, or when you started saying other stuff, are your current Glory Baptist members looking at you funny? No. Uh, some of them, I stay within God. Yeah. I believe there's a higher power. Okay. I know there's a higher power. Yes, sir. The higher power and I are one, just yeah. like the whole universe. Yeah. Okay. And I know this. So my sermon was saying the same. Yes, sir. And what really started to mess with the people because Doctor, I was getting ready to leave. Mm-hmm. I was getting ready to leave Glory Baptist. Mm-hmm. I was heading out. Yeah. Tank was in California. I said, I'm moving to California because now I'm reading. I need to be around people that's comfortable Pulling, reading, doing research, and then you got to put up a lot of arguments. So, by, okay, let's explain what you mean by that. 
Wanting to get around people who are comfortable with doing the research. We from the South. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're part of the Bible Belt or not. Yeah. Because I don't really know what states and cities. Or, but I do know how we are. Mm-hmm. Are you implying that with everything that you have researched, you live in a region where people aren't open-minded enough to at least ask the questions? Exactly. They ain't gonna ask. They ain't gonna ask who is it? King James. Yeah. They ain't gonna ask. No so you're like, I'm out of here because I wanna have. There's a conversation I need to have. There's things I need to know. There's things that I want to know. And I need to have a conversation with people who are willing to have the conversation. So I'm out of here. I- I'm out. So what made you stay? Um, Mexico, and I'll share when I started bringing all the, the Sunday school. Now, I divided the Sunday school up, I had all the men. Come to Sunday school, all the ladies. Men, I need to talk to you about. So we, there was a thing called the Willie Lynch letter. Mm-hmm. Lynchburg, Virginia. I told them to pull it up. Car made copy of it. The Willie Lynch letter. And I wanted to dissect it. Mm-hmm. And show them what happened to us. Mm-hmm. What they did to us. Mm-hmm. Stuff like when you start pulling up, you see uh, black men couldn't open. Out to his own door. Mm. Slave master knocked. If that black man opened that door, he snatched him out. He, he couldn't be like a leader. Snatched him out of the house, hooked him between two mules, and split him right in front of his family. It was to mess with the mind of the wife, the kids. Daddy can't protect us. So in that letter, it was showing uh, when they were whipping with business slaves, and when Willie didn't say they would come up with a plan to deal with slave, slave people that will hold them down for the rest of the, for so many years. Mm-hmm. So now you understand that we've been bound mentally over 500 years. Mm-hmm. So this is the plan that was set up. When you start, so I wanted them to see that letter. I wanted them to see where we come from. So I kept telling the people, y'all, some changes getting ready to be made in GBC. Some changes. Please come to Sunday school and Bible study because now I'm on that road. I'm starting to bring stuff that I looked up. So now when I give them a transition, you will be in the right frame of mind to understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So in the process of doing that, I said, Nancy, I got to go. These folks, and I'm in eastern North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I went to a workshop a few years before after I got there in New York for a mm-hmm. whole week. And looking at the material that they gave us, everything was saying, they went way back and said, we was like 60 years behind everything. And I was like, okay. And this is what, how it came out and what made me start really paying attention to my location. They said, if you get a set of twins, separate them at birth. Mm-hmm. Let one stay in eastern North Carolina, someone up north. Bring them together at 12 years, see who be the smartest. More advanced up north. Mm. Right now, uh, a few years back, well, I saw a few years back, Tank was a baby. A certain cologne, if you find a good cologne, it'll come out. New York, New York. Hit all the way around, <laughs> all around the globe. <laughs> come up to Miami. Miami is a little New York. And then to come on the East Coast. Yeah. Clothing and everything. Yeah. 
And so a certain type of cologne, I would call my cousin, go over to New York and get that for me. Mm. So they get it before it hit out because it was always the end here. So necessary, reach out to somebody. I said, I don't know my, I need to reach out to. She went online and found Dr. Jeff Brown out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I called him and I said, look, man, I'm reading. I've done research. Da, 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 da. I, I, I'm, I'm a pastor, something about the pastor. And right now, man, I'm ready to step down. Hmm. He said, you sound like Dr. Ray Hagen. Dr. Ray Hagen was the next uh, coachy, hmm. next bishop. His daddy, daddy was top, Rolls Royce and all that. And when he said it, <laughs> his story, I shared it with you sometimes, mm-hmm. about the resurrection. And they, you never heard of one, one resurrection, and that was a Jesus. But they got other resurrections. Mm. Africa about thousands of years before Jesus came. Mm. So you got look at that. Yeah. All this stuff you reading and you're researching, you're researching. And so I told him, I said, look at uh that that uh what they call it, the spink, spink, spink in Africa, uh with the lion head, what the lion that? body mm-hmm. and the face, that's a hundred and fifty thousand years old. Mm-hmm. Who built it? Now, ask one pastor, it's 150,000 years old, somebody built it. According to your Bible. 2,000. According to your Bible. 2,000. Adam, up to this day right now, would be just a little over 6,000 years old. Okay, okay. So if he's just a little over 6,000 years old now, and they got tombstone in Africa, 150, 250, 350,000 years old, how he going to be the first man? Yeah. Then add up. That's a lot. It didn't add that up. That is a very tough logical question. Yeah, it didn't add up. Jamal, I'm telling you, it didn't add up. A lot of stuff just was not adding up. Yeah. So I want to ask you this. At this point, you start the research, you you meet Ray. Some people are still sticking with you. Do you care how people feel about this new journey? Yes, uh, because I wanted them. To understand, I wanted the eyes to come open, so I would share with this one that with certain people, and Nancy said, "What you gonna do?" I said, well, "I'm, I'm gonna try to tough it out." So she said, "I'm gonna reach out." Uh, Dr. Jeff Brown said, "You need to reach out to Dr. Hagen." Mm-hmm. She said, "He's a very busy man, very popular man. He's powerful. He's worldwide known." Da 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 da. He said, "But he will read his email." Nancy put in the email. Something about the pastor, eyes came open. I said, awaken, need help. He called, he text back that next 15, 20 minutes. Hmm. So he called me. He, uh, he called, that's a number for next. So he gave it to me, I called him. We talked two hours. Mm-hmm. He crying, mm-hmm. I'm crying. He said, Doc, where you at? I said, I'm in Wilson, North Carolina. He said, he said, do you know you in the most misinformative place on the globe? You live in the most misinformed place <laughs> on the globe? He said, wow. He said, and it was another thing he used. I said, yeah. He said, Dang. He said, you're going to need help, Doc. He said, uh, I got a very busy schedule this week, and I tell you what. He said, I'm a counselor. Give me an hour. Mm. I'm a counselor. Everything I got to do this weekend. 
I'm coming to where you at, Doc. And he did it. He canceled out everything. Book, I mean, he was book heavy. He canceled out and he showed up. And we've been friends ever since. Mm-hmm. Friends ever since, man. And the stuff that he had researched, you know, just sharing, man, just a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I knew the pandemic was coming way before anybody did. Mm. How? You know I'm gonna ask, man. I'm a guy. But, you know but he ask. he uh, he's deep in there. He's, he's, yeah. he's deep. He's deep. When I say he's deep, he's deep. That's crazy. Look at Tank Face. He's deep. When I say he's deep, he's deep. Yeah. So so, uh, one of the, a lawyer came mm-hmm. from Newberry. He came down. So so he he said, man, I got. He said, you're gonna need some help. So he introduced me to three FBI agents, and we become friends. So we tag, stay in touch. So he said, uh, have Butterfield been out here talk with you, GK? Mm-hmm. I said, no. He said, you he gave me his card. Tell him to get his red over here with you. <laughs> Y'all need to talk. Because a lot of stuff that I was reading, Lawyers already know. Mm. Judges already know. And then I had to question, why you stay in the courthouse with a Bible? You don't even believe it. Mm. So it was a whole lot of questions because they knew stuff. They know stuff. Yeah. And, and I started finding out. So a lawyer from Wilson called me. He said, Doc, you okay? And I said, he said, we need to talk. And he said, "Uh, you know I already know where you at. I -hmm. said, I know I heard. He said, just be careful, man. They out to get you. They want to shut you up. Friend from Virginia called Pastor. He said, hey, Doc, they had a meeting on you. D.D. Jakes, all of them. Oh, the name doctors are ringing. I'm telling you. We got to shut this joke up because he's going to mess our money. You just bugged me so bad. I'm telling you. See, it, it, so you're it, in a little city. You would, th- <laughs> you would think, well, you got to understand. See, here, here's the thing, Jamal. My name was so hot. When people got in trouble, I think I would sign the paper for them to come to Bible study, dealing with parole office. Yes, sir. Eric Bond. Yes, sir. Eric Bond told me some people showed up at GBC. Mm-hmm. I knew who they were because I had to do some paper on the past. So they told me to come downtown. And I can talk about it now. Yeah. I can talk about it now. And I'm telling you, so they said, they came back after I'd done the paperwork on the past and his wife. You know, he came in to go work with CIA, uh, going with the FBI stuff. So I, I had to do paperwork on him. He's going back in the military. So them same people come back. I had to go downtown. Mm-hmm. Walk slow. Your name is so hot. Be careful. So are you worried about being killed? That's what they, the field they put in me. And to let my family know, don't be gone too long, certain place. And I hear it for a while. You like to say, you ain't heard nothing about me. I hear I went over to the ear office. I'm crying. I'm scared now. 
And I can't count how many times I signed papers for parole office for this one. Little man, your boy can tell you. Mm. He was one of them. Mm. I had to fuss him out. We could talk about it now. Yeah. Because I was between his parole office. And I had to keep him on that journey. If he got out of line, the parole office called me. So every time he said he told me, Sarah, you really have to be careful. I don't care who comes down to this jailhouse in Wilson. The first name they're gonna say call the El Paso Dodge. So here's the thing about it. Whether it's from the Supreme Angels or the church with your dad or Glory Baptist early days or now. You're a very influential person who's going through life where you're being led to do this thing or do this thing or do this thing. And then you get to this point where you're still studying, you're still growing, you're still trying to serve people. And now because of your curiosity, it is so crazy that after all you've done and after all the time you've spent serving people, because of what you want to know, somebody might kill you? No. And when he told me, he said, man, before they give up on their tradition, they will kill you. This is a lawyer telling me, he said, be careful, man. Just be careful. Said, before they give up on their tradition, they will kill you. Yeah. And this would, and I'm like, I know. And so for a long time, I didn't hardly go anywhere. I felt like I had to have security wherever mm. I went. And uh, Thomas, my brother, got here calling you. All right, man. You mm-hmm. back every, all the time. He said, you need to go somewhere down there. So I had to get to that point. I couldn't live in fear. Yeah. Uh, Pastor called me from the conference in, uh, what's that, where they go to every year in uh, Virginia. What's where the they, conference in Virginia, thing? Uh Where all the pastors go. On the other side of Portsmouth. When he they called me. He said, "Hey, Doc." He said, uh, "I know you, man. I know you. They ought to shut you up, man. They ought to shut you up." And I said, "Okay." And he said, uh, "One of the pastors said we need to get back to our ways as Africa." Mm-hmm. And so when they got said, so "You went to call back our uh, doctors," he already there. And he said, "I just left the meeting, man. I come down to the hotel room to call you." Mm-hmm. He said, so you might be getting a phone call. They got a lot of questions. I said, I ain't scared. Ask me. I said, my thing is now, I want my people to arrive the way we need to be. Mm-hmm. Come out of all that, you know, stuff mm-hmm. that hidden from us mm-hmm. to keep us down. So you're at the point now where it sounds like your mission hasn't changed. No. Hmm. It sounds like the same mission from wanting to build Glory Baptist and not having preacher friends. It's about serving and people growing and people becoming better, especially the people of the black community. It's That's just shifted because now you got you got questions that need answers. But I still want to serve. My calling, my mission is to serve. And you're at a place now where number one, I didn't know there was death threats though, real. That's kind that's kinda yeah. heavy. Tell you, I ain't know it was death threats though. I mean, I know it got bad. I know I know it got bad. I know it was bad. But I didn't know it was death threats. The guy, one of the leaders in Wilson said, better be careful where you walk, man. And you know they have to get you. 
Man, you think I'm gonna stay shut up in my house worrying about somebody getting me? Now. So, when did you decide? You know what? I ain't about to stay shut up in the house no more. I think um, we was talking. Dr. Ray Hagen and I was talking on the phone, and I was telling him, you know, the threats and everything. Uh, my attorney in uh, New Bern, uh, he was a, uh, he would call me, check on me, and I told him, I said, he said, well, do what you need to do, Doc. But we just say, be careful. Because they really want you to shut up. Mm-hmm. A few months ago, Clefro Dollar came in and told them folks to throw away all them tapes about their tithing. Did yeah, you? I saw that. Yeah, I definitely saw that. <laughs> well, we booking shots so bad. <laughs> Rev is in here rocking the room side to side. But 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 see, if I'd have said that, yes, sir. If I'd have said that, ah oh, man, I see. I don't have the name like. They don't yeah. think I have, you know. Yeah. But I can say a lot of stuff, you know, yeah. but I just stay low-key. Yeah. I stay low-key. And my yeah. turn was say, stay low, stay low. Yeah. So now, today, present day, where are you in your journey and how do you feel? Well, we have an organization. I always got my paper and everything lined up. It's AAA, African Awareness Assembly. Okay. And we was meeting at the hotel until the pandemic hit. Okay. So my thing is now teaching people about Africa, who we are, who mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. And once you start learning who you are, way down. Yes, sir. Not what everybody else saying. Learning how to mm-hmm. meditate. Go deep down. Find out who you are. Spend some time with self. Yes, And you will find out that self and God are going to come out together. Wow. And you'll find it out. Yeah. Mm. And you find out you weren't born in no sin and shaped in nigger. <laughs> I mean, you find out when you were born, everything you needed was inside of you. You were born with God. Yes, sir. But they told us we were not born with God. And that's the thing that got me. They said you got to seek God. And mm. see, you much younger than we were. When I was coming up, everybody in, in coming up, when I come up, had that blonde eye, blue eye. They did. Over that with the brown With the brown paint around it, like yeah. the Good Times painting. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Everybody had that. And that was the reason why they had him to paint it that way. Because every time you saw de- hear a deity, that's what you saw. Blue eye, blonde hair. Yeah. It was a reason but, for that. Yeah. So so I, I had to speak against all of that. No, yeah. no, no. No, uh-uh. And this is a... For you to be a man of faith, for you to be a man who seeks wisdom and look to God for answers, there were people in the city that went as far as to say you didn't believe in God anymore at all. Mm-hmm. I heard that. What do you say to those people? They lie. They don't even know. They ain't mm-hmm. talking to me. Because I, I never told nobody. I didn't accept that there was a creator. You just said that this Holy Bible got some cracks in it. Yeah, and I said, if you're talking about Jesus had a son, I'm that son. Mm. You are that son. Mm. When you understand who the Christ is, Christ is not a person. Christ was a title. Mm. You are that Christ. And these are things that the average, because I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be very transparent. The only thing I know about church and the Bible are things that I've seen or things that I've heard people say. So, 
this may be a controversial conversation to some people. Mm-hmm. It's especially if what you know about God and Jesus and the Bible is stuff that you've only seen or heard. Mm-hmm. So whether you whether you agree with what Rev is saying or not, you have to accept the truth of you being adamant about a thing that you're only adamant about because you seen it or heard it. Yeah. Not because you studied it, not because you asked about it, not because you researched it. So it becomes a thing of if anybody who's watching this or looking at this, if anybody's uncomfortable or have a problem, the right thing to do is to not bash Rev or even bash me for having Rev on here, but to study. Research. Because you can you can prove everything Rev is saying to be true or false by studying. Mm-hmm. And that's all you've been saying to people. I'm not trying to make you stop believing in Jesus. I'm not trying to make you blaspheme the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sway your religion. I'm saying that I had questions that the Bible couldn't answer and the people around me couldn't answer. I researched it. I started to find these answers and I think it would help my people to share these answers. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you rocking the boat, Rev. Man. You can't rock the boat like that, man. See, I'm like this. In the scripture said the truth, you should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Yes, sir. Okay. Truth heal. Yes, sir. Truth deliver. Yes, sir. Truth breaks off the shackles. Yes, sir. And once you start really getting truth and facts, you can care less what people say. Why facts? Not why not faith? Um that's because at, at the faith, end of- faith changes. Facts, mm. facts. You can believe one way somebody tells you something, you start believing another. If you go straight to the facts, you get the facts. You know that's heavy. Uh, uh, I got facts. If I got facts, I really don't need the faith. That Rev, you are black, Rev. You gonna burn in hell, Rev. That's what some people gonna say. Mm-hmm. You just said you don't need faith. If I got facts, why not? If if I got. Twenty dollars in my pocket. I don't have to believe. I ain't got to believe I got it in there. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I don't have to wonder how I'm gonna eat. Exactly. (laughs) I don't need no faith. I got it. Okay. So now I'm about to challenge you. Okay. I'm about to challenge you. Okay. I'm gonna take you back to your early days. Mm -hmm. If you got twenty dollars in your pocket, you don't have to have faith about it. What is the? So how do you explain your experience where the lights cut off? You look to God. You said, God, you was going to make a way. The lights come back on. Okay. What's that? The God is still in me. Hmm. At that time, I was looking for a deity outside of me. I didn't understand. He was already in there. So how the lights get come on in? I, 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 at that time, when the light was turned on, I believed it. My experience is not false. Mm. It's not false. Yes, sir. I could I've experienced a whole lot of things. And you can only believe in a certain way where you were taught. Mm-hmm. I don't care when you start dreaming, you could dream a lie because 
That's what's in your head. Yeah, but it still feel real when you sleep, you, though. Exactly. Low key, low key, it do feel it, real. You can, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> it, can, it can be just as uh, somebody can tell you a lie, and you could just go right and start believing that lie, and you would dream on that lie. And to you, that lie is just mm-hmm. real. Because you, you dreamed it. Yo, okay, ah, yeah. Because that's all you know. Yes, yes. So now that you have learned what you've learned, what is your relationship like with God now? Uh... I tell people that I am that God. Mm, but that's not right, Rev. Because that's what people will say. People will say, you, because, okay, here we go. Let's go to the ocean. Okay. Go to the ocean. Yes, sir. I give you a jug. Yes, sir. And you got all the ocean out there. Yes, sir. You get that jug and you get that water out there, an ocean, the empty jug. Yes, sir. You bring it back. Is that not the same water in the ocean? It is the same water from the ocean. Just in a smaller container. That's true. God the same way. Mm. That's interesting, Tank. That is very interesting. Born in his image. Right. That's a good point. I ain't gonna lie. You got me. So what do you say to people? Because this is the perfect platform because I know people are going to watch this because Mm -hmm. it's you. And I know people are going to watch this who, for good reason or bad reason, Mm -hmm. before we close, to everybody who has speculated, to everybody who has had questions, to everybody who has had rumors, what would you say to them right there? I would say read, research, and don't go off what somebody's always telling you. If they say something to you, research it. Study it. Look it over before you open your mouth. Because repeating what people say can hurt you real bad. And we and that he say she said all the kind of research. Now watch this. The crazy thing, and I'm going to challenge everybody watching and listening, whether you believe what Rev is saying or not. I'm gonna challenge everybody because the same way somebody can make up a lie about you. And you be offended because you know it's not true. The same can be with what we believe. If we understand the concept of gossip and misinformation as human from human to human, it may be possible that we should see what we've heard and been taught about religion the same way. Hmm. Like go back to the source as far back as you can to find the truth. And that's all you're saying. Yeah. And, and I don't knock people at religion. If you Muslim, whatever you want to be, uh, Jehovah Witness, <laughs> people say, well, I, I'm Hindu and all that. My thing is, if it's making you a better you, go for it. It's all about being a better you. Don't be the same way. I, I flipped a new leaf this year, and you're still the same person, the same way. Be a better you. Seek for to be better you. That is it. That's the punch. <laughs> At the end of the day, no matter what you believe, seek to be a better you. Rev just told his story from childhood up until now. And the common thread of his story is becoming a better person and lifting his people up. That's been the common thread of his entire story. Because some people, and I'm saying that to say that some people may say like, he off course or 
God's hand is not on them anymore or whatever you may say. No matter what you believe, who he is has been consistent throughout this whole entire time. Oh, most definitely. You're exactly the same person. <laughs> so, And it's weird because like, when you hear stories about like pastors or situations like this, mm-hmm. it's one thing to hear about it. And then it's another thing. And that's this one thing that bothered Tank too, like with different people, like him, you're his dad. He know you're the same person, mm-hmm. but he has to deal with people. Oh yeah. And it's crazy because even now, like you've poured into, you've poured so much into us mm-hmm. that there's nothing that you could believe whether I agree with or not, mm-hmm. that would make me disassociate myself with you. Okay. But there are some people who do. Mm-hmm. No matter what you've done for them. How do you feel about that? Well, ignorance. I mean, they can, if, if you want to be ignorant, be ignorant. I, I ran into a lot of people. But you ain't changed because they, they expecting. Well, he don't believe God no more. The devil all over him and down How <laughs> you demon possessed at this possessed, point? You know, you know, and I, no, it, it, it's not like that. Yeah. It's not like that. God got gifted people. I'm going to say this in a, 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 a yes, way. I was sharing with my sister. We was all talking. And I was talking about how people have gifts and, and able to do certain things that's not in the church. Okay. We was raised, and she said to me, uh, somehow we got on about witchcraft and voodoo and all that kind of stuff. I said, then you got to understand what what the voodoo, where the word come from. I said, we we was involved out with voodoo all around. I said, but that was us. That was the, that was like magic. We understood medicine. They took it and made some ugly. That voodoo, you know, I reckon you don't need to shut up. Don't talk about something. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get ready to go. I'm going to walk out the house. I said, you got burned real bad. Grease fell on you. What did mama do? Mama took you to a lady. And what did that lady do? She talked the fire out of it. She was not in church. That actually happened? Yes. She oh, talked. Wow. And, and Billy Pogue can do it. They got people can talk the fire out of it. It's a gift. It's like magic. And we had all that. Passed down to us from Africa. A lot of stuff, powerful stuff. Herbs and being able to do powerful stuff, they took that away. Now you say to them, oh, that voodoo mess. Y'all mess with that voodoo mess. No, just understanding medicine can go out. My daddy would go out in the woods, and that's what's called satisfy. He knew exactly where to get that plant from, come home, wash it off, stick it Kept his blood pressure down. Kept his stomach settled. A root. We was involved with that. They took all the herb stuff from us, put it in the pharmacy like they done it. Man, when you start reading to see the power that we have, the madness in our skin, that's gold. Sink. Hmm. Uh, everything you could think of is in us. Yes, sir. In Africa, in the earth. We are the first. Frequent. We are the first. Mm. And they can't stand it. Mm. So when people say stuff, talking about me, 
I ain't gonna call him my 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 brother my son over there. He was we had certain people and they said, how, they, damn, how you deal with them? You know they don't like it. Talking, oh, I mean, hmm. it's not up to how they treat me. It's how I treat them. You know, I, I got to deal with me. And if, if they hating on me or they jealous because they trying to be me, they gonna be in trouble because they ain't gonna never be me. They gonna be working hard. Mm. trying to beat me or trying to cut me down and I'm going on with my life just love moving on. Mm. Just move on, man. You ain't got mm. time for all that good crap. Yes, sir. So, and I, I get it all the time. People tell me, and my mom, I tell people, my mom changed my name, my last name, when I was 17 years old. Hmm? She changed my last name. What was it? My name is Ricky Lee Daughtry. She said, Ricky Lee just don't care. <laughs> so as, as something happened, I mean, and they were like, nah, 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 nah. so she started calling. Every time you turn around, she said, that Ricky Lee, Ricky Lee just don't care. <laughs> so I told her, if I got a new last name, just, just don't, don't care. care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, boy. This has been great, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you came on. Because <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to have you on for two reasons. I wanted to have you on to have the conversation about your musical journey. And then I wanted to have a conversation about your spiritual journey because I know people are going to watch. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I was able to um, talk to you today so you could shed some light oh, on how you're thinking and why you did what you did and your journey before that. Oh, man. So this has been crazy. Hey, man. I, hey. I, I, look, my journey has been really good. Yeah. Spiritually, I'm doing good. Yeah. Right now, I'm feeling better than I feel. Woo! Woo! Let's go, man. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. And I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm gonna say that for no, I'm proud yes, of sir. you, man. Thank I, you. I, I talk about you guys all the time. Yes, sir. Man, I see your show. I'm like, dang, man. I, I, it's a lot of, you know, I know yeah, biological. Yeah, you know, yeah. But you still my son. Yes, you know, sir. You know. Yes, well, sir. That's how it goes, man. Yes, sir. And you're doing an awesome job. Thank you. Your wife. Thank it, you. You know your staff. Yes, Y'all sir. Doing good, man. Thank Keep you, it man. Up, man. Yes, Keep it up. Sir. Anything I can do. Come along and help encourage somebody. Hey, look, call me, man. Yes, sir, I call will. Me, you know? Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, I'm rocking my in and out a lot. Yes, sir. Anything yes, I sir. can do to help you out now. I got you. All right. All right, so thank y'all for watching and thank y'all for listening. Peace. <laughs>